suggest a new strategy. Only different in your mind. Welcome to the Smut Hut Podcast, where a group of friends make it their mission to consume as much fan fiction as possible. There's love, angst, fluff, action, drama, but most importantly, there's smut. Join us as we discuss which story got us hot under the collar this week. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smut Hut podcast. We have a very special episode for you today, focusing on consenticles. This is Michelle, aka Commander Poe Hammerin, as I'm known in the Smut Hut. I'm Commander Capitan on both Tumblr and Twitter, and Indicative 55 on AO3. Hey, everyone. It's Mariana, aka Anuho with Silent P in the Smut Hut. Uh, you can find me on AO3 on Tumblr and Twitter as Beth Mama. Hi, my name is Kay. Uh, my smut hut name is Blowjob of the Hut. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3 at DarkLadyKay, D-R-K-L-D-Y-K-A-Y. This is Sophia. You can find me on Twitter at Lady of Rebellion or on AO3 and Tumblr at Our Lady of Rebellion. And I'm known in the smut hut as R2, give me the D2. So today we have a very special guest with us that are going to be kind of doing an interview and having a chat with us. Um, you may know her from Twitter as our own smut goblin queen, Keely. I'm Keely, and in the smut hut, I am Badonkagonk. Uh, you can find me on <laughs> you can find me on AO3 at Queen Bumble or on Twitter at Queen Bumble Jobs. Okay, all right. So, firstly, can Keely give us a little background on how they know each other? So, Spencer and I are best buddies. Uh, we have been friends since high school, uh, but we knew each other back in middle school when I, I lived far away and met him over Facebook with a mutual friend and developed a terrible crush on him. And then uh, moved to the same middle school a year later and proceeded to freak him out like uh, like all middle school girls do when it comes to uh, really tall, goofy nerd guys. I don't know. Unrequ- unrequited crushes. Those those I feel like have are always ones that freak people out because gr- yeah. middle school girls feel so much <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Felt so much emotion because he was the same height back when he was um, in middle school, <laughs> and he had a similar haircut. So it was just bad all around for me. We basically hated each other for a year and a half, and then we both moved away. And we reconnected uh, over Facebook, over Pokemon stuff, and we've basically 
been best friends ever since because we both didn't have other friends. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to have to give me your trainer codes later. Is this happening? Yeah. That's happening. <laughs> so after that nice little background story, the next question that we're all dying to know is uh, what was the conversation like where Keely, you first asked Spencer to like talk about this project? Um, uh, the the soundboard project and how did you like kind of both feel about it? So I had been telling him for like since I had become a Raylo that we, he kind of sounded like Kylo Ren and I asked him to read some stuff for me and he was just like no nah, I don't I don't really that's mm, not my deal don't really feel like uh, messing around with that I don't think I sound like him and everything like that so months go by. <laughs> And I don't remember what exactly led up to me talking about it again, but he happened to have been, like, just silly enough with, like, drinking that he was just like, you know what, I'll record that for you. Just a touch inebriated. And he said he'd go ahead and record that for me, and he recorded the initial, uh, which line was it? It was one of the interrogation scenes lines so he recorded that line for me and i don't remember if i actually told him that i was gonna get other people's opinions on it or not he didn't i mean i had told him before i wanted to show people but yeah basically he was just drunk enough and entertained with the idea enough for me to be able to do that and i sent it into discord and everyone was like oh that was neat where'd you get that soundbite from and i'm like that's actually my friend and no one believed me, so I had him record. <laughs> oh, Keely, friends with Adam Driver. Yeah, right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would have been better if you had just said that. That would have been amusing. You know what I mean? Uh, but I basically looked up some of my favorite fics, and I was like, okay, I'll have him do the sweetheart line. I'll have him do, which isn't fiction. Like, that, that, that's the story. That's canon. So, uh, had him look up other lines and read them out. And I just, I sent a couple more files in there and people lost their minds. And it didn't help that I did this on April Fool's Day. Unknowingly. Like, how did you find the tapes? How did you find the tapes of Adam Driver <laughs> saying all these things that are in the script? How? How? But, yeah, that was basically what, how, how it started. And then... I I don't remember at what point I was like, oh, I'll just collect them all because people in the den have to, had to keep uh, the writing den. I don't know. And I think all of y'all are in it. Uh, but they kept having to scroll up to find it. So I was like, okay, I'll make a thing. And they pinned it to the, the Discord. And Spencer woke up the next morning and so did I. And I was just like, guys, a lot of people <laughs> have heard this, Spencer. My Twitter is blowing up. And he saw some of the reactions and he really liked the feedback. I have a lot of recordings that I did that I like I told him like okay you should inflect your voice this way at this word and then pause and then like I'd read it and then send it to him and he'd be like oh okay I can do that and it was just interesting to hear how Ben sounded in my head come to life. I was just like the rest of us, I think, felt the same way, you know, um, because when we're, we're when we're reading these fics, it's hard not to hear Adam Driver's voice. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's kind of the point. Like we want to relive 
that sensation and that dynamic Uh from the movie theater like over and over again in these different contexts and like yeah that's obsessive and weird (laughs) (laughs) it's like that's that's a thing that fans do like fans do that like like the whole fandom like one of the whole things is that we want to be able to have that feeling that our favorite thing gives us over and over like that's what we want and so like yeah like Spencer is is providing this like amazing ability for us to hear driver's voice via his voice outside of our heads you know it's almost like we get to cast him and like these movies that we wish we could see him in you know and that's like really powerful yeah and I think the fact that like Keely we hear in our heads when we're reading it kind of helps bring in like any differences kind of smooths out when we hear it because we're so used to hearing that in our heads yeah oh my gosh this is this is like what is it inside the actor studio yes. what's his face yeah it's like it's like the fan edition i love this so much this is like i want to i want to ask you questions like what's your favorite curse word and like what was the most important role you ever played <laughs> And for me, hearing you say that, similar to this inside the actor studio, is that you're reading all of these fics from that are technically portraying Adam Driver and Kylo Ren in very different ways. And some of those people are channeling the way that they see Adam Driver and say Patterson or the way they see Adam Driver in the marriage story. And so it's interesting to think about you channeling Kylo Ren, but also channeling all these other characters and Adam Driver as a actor so i think it's just a very interesting very meta conversation that we can have about the content that you create and how it intersects with fan fiction you know so i think that's awesome yes uh so uh, like while i were like edited everything uh after a while like for me it didn't lose its luster or anything but it very quickly i realized i'm like i'm listening to my friend read porn <laughs> like it, it wasn't it, it the adam driver wore off on me it stopped affecting me which is all right and it made it easier to you know work uh but there was one i can't remember which one it was that i'll have to find and share with y'all and it was the one that like i sat there and was like hmm i'm gonna edit this once and i can't do it again because uh i read that thing nope, and i liked it no nope. the end listen there's yeah. nothing wrong with listening to your friends read porn as we do here all day every day <laughs> this so often it was well the thing was he did it it was a i want to say it was a clyde logan mm. fic ah uh, yes mm-hmm. and i'm texan and like my boyfriend has a has a southern accent and uh i was just like hmm spencer you kind of went hard on that huh <laughs> like i did not need to hear those words in that order with that accent <laughs> but yeah when we were talking about like him portraying ben solo as different people like that that's what i immediately think of is one of the clyde logan fix you read and i was just like jesus all right we need to make a, a soundboard for that but, <laughs> but i'm only gonna listen to that one time just that one time that's it that's it <laughs> So the last question is just wanting to know how when you first became Star Wars fans or if like what level you are, like when you you fell into the fandom. So I grew up with I, I've, I've been in love with Star Wars basically my entire life. Uh, I 
have a strange relationship with my father now, but he was the one I basically got all of my interest from. Uh, the reason for that is because he didn't really hang out with me otherwise, uh, unless I had the same interest. Woohoo, daddy issues! Raise your hand! Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're in good company sorry, here, Keely. So, <laughs> deeply relate. Yeah, so I learned sword fighting when I was really young, and I learned calligraphy, and I learned how to do chain mail at one point and i oh my got God. into star wars because i couldn't i couldn't get my head wrapped around star trek which is just terrible i know but uh renaissance festivals i've been going to since i was able to sit in a fairy costume and uh star wars was just one of those <laughs> Movies that I thought looked really corny, but I love the relationships in. I fell in love with Han Solo from a young age because their relationship with Han and Leia reminded me a lot of my parents. And I thought, oh, they argue a lot, but they love each other. And uh, they ended up slightly better than my parents. But... Uh, I mean, it's like their marriage didn't work out, but they saved I the mean, Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's realistic. That's all. It's one of those things where it's like when Kylo, uh, I uh, when I first heard about the new series coming out, I flipped. I was so so excited, and uh, this was after like my parents' divorce. I don't talk to my father anymore, and. Uh, I found a boyfriend that absolutely loves everything that I do, and it's 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 wonderful. I don't know. I knew he was gonna go see the movies and stuff before we started dating, and I went and I went and saw the movies, and I was ticked because Han Solo was my favorite, and it was spoiled for me in class because a girl was. Uh, <gasps> Yeah, a girl was binging the movies her, the entire finals week. I was livid. And I was Kelly. not... Her, like, her friend cried. Delicious. Like, she was crying because she found out her favorite mm-hmm. character died. Yeah. She was crying because she just had a student who was older than her and never spoke to her, insult her in such a way. And I was just like, I can't hate this person more right now. My husband works for uh, like an elementary school. And so one of the coworkers wanted to see Rogue One, but waited a few days. Uh, a third grader came up to him and said, they, oh, well, Mariana hasn't seen it. I already know. Spoiled the ending. I already know. Okay, I already know. It's because I know the ending that I haven't watched it because I'm like, what's the point? Okay. Okay. Spoiled the ending for How this teacher. You? And this teacher goes, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> the third grader. And the third grader was like, oh. He's like, I don't want to be your friend. We're not friends. I can't believe you spoiled that for me. I was really excited. And that is unfair. You spoiled it. I am not your friend. It's that nine-year-old. And I was like, that's like a that's like a 28-year-old person telling nine. you, like, well, how old are you in grade? Eight? Yeah. Nine? That we're not friends? That was that nine-year-old learned the lesson. <laughs> Fucking destroyed that tiny child. I'm sorry. I don't want to end it on that, on that note. Uh I really don't. I, I, so I went and saw the movie and, you know, Kylo was hot and everything, but he killed my favorite character. So I found the original messages a long time, like recently from my friend telling me like, no, I shipped this. I shipped Ray and Kylo. And I'm like, 
Aren't they? Are they related? Apparently, I was a race guy, and I don't remember it. But uh, my friend, Surprise! I have the no, original I didn't conversation. Jump on the rail train until TLJ. I didn't see it in TFA. I was. I just didn't see it. I was just like, oh, he's terrible. He's a man baby. Like he's everything that's terrible about this world right now. Like, yeah, fuck Kylo. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, he's cute when he takes the mask off and everything. And that's great. Yeah. Because, like, when it took the okay. mask off, I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I stopped a little bit and I considered. But then I, I, I moved past it real quick. I moved past <laughs> it real quick. And then TLJ happened. And then I was like, wait a minute. I've been looking at this all wrong. Oh, my God. I am so late to this party. My friend said that she shipped it. And I'm like. That doesn't sound right, but she's like, okay, hold on. Let me send you this two-hour YouTube video explaining all the symbolism, and she knew I was a Hades and Persephone ho. And then I, I was like, I didn't even find him attractive before this. What the hell? And this was like two weeks before the TLJ trailer came out, and I remember crying when I saw the trailer with the hand reaching out, and it was... It was terrible because it came out right before my birthday. So I went from not being a Raylo and not like I was mad about Star Wars still because of Han to going, okay, guys, all I want for my birthday is Kylo Ren merchandise. <laughs> and my boyfriend. Keely is wearing so, a Kylo Ren yes. helmet t shirt yes. as we record this. So just, just FYI, that's a real thing that oh, happened. Oh, damn. She's modeling it for us now, too. Yeah. That is good stuff. But my boyfriend. The like the big shtick on my uh, page or my Twitter is basically that he is an anti. He is, and I love him dearly. It's the only thing he is bad about. He likes strategy and everything that came with the the old Star Wars movies, and he doesn't care for the romance aspect. He's resigned himself to believe that it is going to happen finally, and he's glad that I'm going to be happy. But he is not pleased with it. But uh, for my birthday, all he gets me now is Kylo Ren stuff. So, like... Well, I'm sorry. He was blinded yeah. to the romance in the tr original trilogy. Um, <laughs> if all he saw was the combat. Because yeah, there's plenty of romance in there. It's like... He oh, tells yeah, me, he... like, the Jedi can't love because that's what ruins everything. Like, that's what happened with Anakin and everyone. Yeah, but, was like... but Leia was a Jedi. or Le Leia wasn't a Jedi, but she was Force-sensitive. And uh, she loved Come plenty. On, we'll, we'll get him on for a whole other episode, and we'll just we'll just we'll talk him yeah, down. We'll talk him down. So <laughs> fine. fine. That's what we got. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> no, but yeah, Keely. Just line up, line up, everybody who's an anti. Keely, can I can I get that link to that YouTube video uh, yeah. for later? <laughs> Could we? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we need for, for you answer. know we need to reference it for our notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's for the notes. Right, it's for the notes right, for, right, for the for the, for the fake right list. Uh, yeah. I'll see if I can find something, but the original videos I watched no oh, longer exist. No. Lame. Yeah. You know, I just want to say that I relate on a personal level to your friend because I would send people a link to um, Shy's meta on Tumblr that she did right after The Force Awakens. I'd be like, this this is a thing. And let me send you this like really long meta that's like really fascinating, but it is so massive that it shuts down your app. You have to like go on the web browser. It was, it's funny because the video she sent me went over so much stuff, like all the way to analyzing this, like the, the, uh, I can't even think of the word, 
the official Star Wars playlist thing oh, yes. on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Now, that is real work right there. There's a reason. Look, the playlist, they, they are telling you the story without telling you like the story in so many ways. There's so much symbolism. The songs that they choose for the playlist, the the angles that they film at, like the, what they choose to have them wear. It's all telling you. The fact that he's kneeling in front of her when he has her in the yeah. like interrogation. Like, what kind of kneeling. an ass? Like, I, I remember sitting there watching it and being like, what is you doing? Aren't you supposed to be intimidating? You're kneeling before her already. Like, dude, you just, she hasn't even woken up yet and you're already like, queen. The parallels between the torture scene with Poe versus her interrogation. Yeah. Like, no, why else would they show the torturing of Poe? Mm. Like, exactly. Mm, exactly. Yes. Storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to mention, so, because you, ta- you brought up the, um, the Spotify playlist and you're absolutely right. Like, it's basically telling us everything that we need to know. I wanted to specifically point out on the Kylo Ren, like, official Spotify playlist is a song by Coheed and Cambria called Dark Side of Me. And at the end of that song, like, the protagonist, they're basically asking him, like, so you suffered because of love, but you would totally, like, go back and love again? And then there's a pause. And then he says, yes. And it's like so. So there you the go. Force Awakens is the suffer. <laughs> the last Jedi is the pause. <laughs> the yes is yet to come. The yes. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on to the portion of our interview that is going to be focusing more on our favorite little goblin, smut goblin. Okay, Keely. So actually, it's more of a tell uh, request if you could please tell us a little bit about your fic. So my main fic is Liar's Game. Uh, it was a prompt given to me by... Renee Loves Raylo. Renee Loves Raylo. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Now I'm thinking I know who wrote that question. Michelle does all that. Liar's Game was the first fic that I did after joining the writing den. I uh, was given a prompt for the Valentine's Day uh, anonymous gift exchange and I don't remember if I got to choose it or not, but I remember thinking, okay, I can, I can write this. It was, uh, have y'all seen the movie, The Wedding Date? It is basically my little love letter to that movie because I love, love, love modern EU. Yeah. So just really quick for people who, who haven't seen that movie. Uh, the Wedding Date. I've seen this movie like 18 times. I fucking love this movie. It's fucking Deborah Messing with her beautiful quirky nose. Love Deborah Messing. Of Will and Grace fame. And her younger sister is getting married. And she is allowed to bring a guest to the wedding. The wedding is in England because that's where they grew up. But Deborah Messing's character now lives in the States. And so she decides to hire a male escort to be her date at this wedding to help her feel secure. And a big part of it is because her ex is going to be at this wedding. Her ex is the best man. So she's trying to impress him. And that's why she hires a male escort. And in typical romantic comedy fashion, there's hijinks and miscommunication. Uh, and then they end up falling for each other at the end. And it's, it's rather beautiful. 
Um, so if you are into romantic comedies, I highly recommend that you see this one. It's not every day that you see one with, with a main character who's a male sex worker. So like, um, you know, sex, uh, so yeah, just FYI. Can I just ask a very super important question right now? Was there only one bed? <laughs> oh, yes. Seems so. I just want to talk really quick about some of these tags. Um, oh, God. Keely. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay to wear sweatpants in an Applebee's. Kylo Ren loves his pet cactus. <laughs> Kylo Ren is the guy your grandma loves. Oh, I know. This is so adorable. Moulin Rouge references. And uh, I sprinkled something ABO in there, but not really enough to tag it, but it's tagged anyway. Okay. So what about this Love Bites one that you did for Lilithosaur? What's going on with that one? Oh, God. Okay. Love Bites was, it was back when it was on Tumblr. Uh, that one I just carried over. Yeah. It was for Lilithosaur. It was. Um, Force choking, praise kinking, marking. Holy shit. I haven't not read this one yet. She did a fan art of uh, Ray riding Kylo and choking him at the same time. And she's like, there isn't enough of this. I want more of this. So I had uh, uh, enthusiastic consent of basically him pissing her off. And it's one of my, I don't know, that was, I think that was my first like real smut that I did, like detailed and it was right. Oh, I, I remember posting that on Tumblr and just going, "Dear Lord, <laughs> this is this is it. This is when Keely starts writing porn." Did you feel like that counselor from Ten Things that I Hate About You? That's how I feel whenever I'm writing smut. Oh, she's wow. like, he put his engorged. <laughs> yep, I know. Yep, I feel like that. It's like I need a different word for engorged this time, like something different. She's like, what's another word for engorged? <laughs> Next question about your fix is what were you most apprehensive to like write about? The only thing that still gets me is writing. Uh, I love writing dialogue. So for me, transitions are kind of difficult. And I want to write from the minute something begins to the like the minute it ends at like uh, chronicle absolutely yeah. everything that happens even if it's not important so I have to go back and cut so much stuff and then I have to uh, lengthen whatever important information try and find more uh, introspective things for them to basically tell the reader and that's it's keeping the important stuff in is what uh, gets me because I yeah. Want to write about what exactly they're wearing. And I know that's the stuff that I'll skip over when I read. And uh, it just, it's keeping the important parts and finding out exactly what that is for this story. So changing from scene to scene is kind of yeah. difficult. And I, I don't know. Dialogue's my favorite thing to write because I love witty banter and I love writing funny characters that aren't intentionally funny. Because I don't think I am. Yeah. And I've been told my entire life I'm not funny. And then I start writing fan fiction and things of that nature. And I'll get comments of people saying, mm -hmm. like, I was in tears reading this, like, just from cackling so hard. And I'm just like, that's like, that was something <laughs> that actually happened to me. Like, I mean, my head canon is that, like, Ben 
and Kylo are hilarious. Uh unintentionally. Yes. Like like he he is so funny because his humor is so dry and that sometimes he's being so serious that yes. most people don't get it and so it's hilarious because of it. So I mean mm-hmm. it makes sense. It tracks. It's kind of like the way that they the way that they had him take himself too seriously in the SNL skit for yeah. like the undercover boss. Oh my god. Kind of like that, where he doesn't get that he's being so ridiculous that it's hilarious. Like <laughs> whenever the the character's like, I don't want to play with that lightsaber. It looks like a little kid made it. And he's like, then you don't have to look at it anymore. And he just yep. like throws it away. <laughs> look what I found. Kylo Red's lightsaber. I hope he had a good time. I really hope that Adam Driver had a good time. Like I love writing Kylo <laughs> as the person who seems to have everything together but he he's definitely putting on mm-hmm. a mask he wears a mask in my in my stories and whether it's something too charming or something too mean i i like writing him as the awkward nerd it's my bread and butter uh him being the geek like that does because he does calligraphy and everything uh i like Making him have stereotypical, I don't know, like he's ripped, but I like giving him lactose intolerance. Or <laughs> so making him weak with, with, with like petty shit. Oh yeah. Uh, so in Liar's Game, I'll straight up like it, it wasn't explicitly said, but I make coffee and like the things they eat I, I went into so much depth with it which was so dumb and it was barely like it was barely mentioned but the scene where he first meets Ray uh, they go and get food and everything and he insists that he pays because his coffee is ridiculously expensive and that's because he has something with almond milk it's like some kind of almond milk macchiato bullshit bullcrap and he uh, yeah, you can pry my <laughs> almond milk from my cold dead hands, Keely. I love almond milk. I am Seriously? a tolerant nerd. <laughs> oh, you guys have something in common. What angels? So, so these are these are self. Mine's even Mine is even more like difficult to find because I try to get oh, mine with oat that? milk. Ooh, that <laughs> so, would be hard to find. Me. But they, yeah. So I, I gave him this this ridiculous order, and Ray is just over here like. Do you want some coffee with your sugar? Like it's like she drinks black coffee, if not with uh, a packet of sugar and a tiny bit of cream or something like that. And it's you're going to see other things like that throughout the fic because he is supposed to be this really charming escort. He's supposed to be the epitome of class and uh, someone that could. Right. Do very what? swab. Yeah, very suave. Very and suave. he's uh just i don't know i want to make him very princely he's he's supposed to be all these things but he's not he's like i can't have cheese because it'll make me my stomach feel and icky. it's gonna get like like the whole you know he ray's gonna get to know the real him in this that's that's the whole deal of any rom-com is that you know the mask comes off he starts mm-hmm. talking about who he actually is because he uh one of her homework assignments was basically to come up with what her ideal guy was to make herself a character for him to play uh, the doting husband or the doting fiance. And she's going to be very uncomfortable with that because she's in like thinking of like Spencer, we are putting fantasies on a human being and it's something that they're not. Mm. She's not going to be 
cool with that and he's just gonna be like i'm doing my job so that's that's gonna be the yeah. fun thing trying to figure out like how they're gonna fall in love and everything in this which i need to yeah. definitely hasten so beyond um loving to write dialogue and loving to write kylo ren as a big old nerd <laughs> what else do you love about writing your uh, so with I, I love Ray. I love Ray with my whole heart. Like she is uh mm-hmm. I, I like writing her as an imperfect character because a lot of people like, you know, you get the the girls who, you know I can't I can't describe it. Like I think you'll talk about in a previous episode where you'll talk about uh Ray becomes this like self insert for a lot of writers and yeah. you know they're the perfect girl but she trips yes. a lot like Bella Swan and things of that nature and you mean she's the not like other girls yeah and with her she's all, like I'm still trying to completely flesh her out and that's like I guess that's the hardest part is writing Ray for her or, like for my stories and uh is figuring out what, what exactly I want her to stand for and do. I, I know how this is already, mm-hmm. I know how the entire story is going to end, but uh, writing Ray is like the most challenging part because I have so much in common with Kylo mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, daddy issues and things like that and how I believe he sees the world and how he's a geek and everything. The calligraphy. And the calligraphy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, you're you, you identify very much with uh, Kylo Ren here, it sounds he, like. He was definitely, I remember watching him come on screen and like in the last jedi and going like i don't understand how i wasn't in love with him from the start it was i don't know from the, the princely <laughs> hair and everything but i think that's what fic has done to me it's it's made me realize just how beautiful these characters are and it's uh it's hard to find really really well-written stories that I believe flesh out Ray, and that's why I really like the fic uh, oh, landscapes of Lord of Conquer. Landscapes, landscapes. Yeah. landscapes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I. I read so much fic that I have to stop in order to write because I don't want to put <laughs> other people's characters into my story. Yes, yeah, yeah. You don't want to like carry that with you when you're trying to write your Ray, but I can understand that, like. The difficulty of fleshing out all the nuances of the characters and like, well, how does Ray pick up her coffee? Does she make Kylo go get it? I don't, you know, like all like the kind of little details that make her her. That's I love it. It's thick as an outlet that I did not have prior to Raylo. So, all right. So, welcome to the thick wreck portion of our consenticles episode. Um, Sophia and I are going to be talking about Fits Like a Glove by Trish47 on AO3. She is Glove Kink Queen on Twitter, and we can only stand just like not worthy. Um, <laughs> there's actually like so much research I feel like that went into this fic, even yes. though it's like three chapters. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a yeah. serious three chapters that is delicious. Yeah, and um, I'm it's Capaldis right eyebrow <laughs> on Tumblr. 
I think it's Capaldi's. Capaldi's, right? Uh, I was, okay, uh, I was like, like the, the 13th Doctor of oh, Doctor gosh. Who. <laughs> and he does like this eyebrow crook when he's acting. That's like, it's like a thing. That's totally fine. I'm way more interested in like David Tennant's hair, but. Okay. Whatever floats your boat. I we don't res- shame here. I we respect the eyebrow. Here. I do respect it. It's inquisitive. This fic is a completed fic. Um, three out of three chapters, 14,740 words. It's a quick read and just finished in May. Um, okay. So it's some of the tags here. Let me just like entice you with some of these tags here. So gratuitous smuts. Glove kink, which we love. Voice kink, which we also really love. Like, there's blowjobs, which Kay loves. I mean, we all love, but Kay especially loves. I love the um, way they describe them. <laughs> kind of office sex. Um, she says dub so- um, dom sub undertones, but I don't think it's really like an undertone. I think it's pretty co. I think it's pretty I overt. Think it's pretty overt. So the summary is uh, working in a bespoke leather shop. Ray is tasked to complete a rush glove order for Dr. Benjamin Solo as she becomes intimately familiar with the mold of his hands and the man himself. Ray allows herself to indulge in unexpected fantasies. When Dr. Solo catches a whiff of her desires, he offers to turn them into reality. So um, first, first, what I want to say is that I'm sorry, before you start, is that these fix were some are were our choices, but a lot of them I just posted and I was like, give me your best consent. And I had a lot of people self-rec and I had a ton of people who recommended things that they have read. So this came from you. So we're a community podcast and I'm very impressed with you guys because that was all yeah. of my friends here just really, yeah. really followed through. Yeah. Listeners on Twitter like really represented for all kinds of consent. All yeah, kinds for this question. It was really great. Um, I learned a lot of things. Okay. So my smut highlight, and as you all know, loyal listeners, we don't generally do uh, spoiler free reviews. So you're going to you're going to hear some some goodness. Okay, Uh, And then he parted his lips, splitting his fingers down the middle with the tip of his tongue and licking a long strip all the way to the ends. He closed his mouth over his digits in an approving moan, leaving Ray utterly lost. So at this point, she has he's already like brought her to an orgasm with his hands and the and like with the gloves. His gloved hands. Yes, with his gloved gloved hands. And he's like offering to go down on her. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm too sensitive for that right now. So then he does this and then she's thinking what like what had I been about to do? That's my favorite. favorite. (laughs) She hadn't. (laughs) Why hadn't she let this man use his beautiful mouth and tongue on her? Oh, right. His dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's still still in his boxers. She has like a very clear idea of like what is in those boxers. First of all, I just want to like take a minute to appreciate the setup of this fic because you know how like in porn <laughs> just assume that like the people everyone's seen it and if you haven't yes. we have some recommendations for you I'm sure mm-hmm. yeah there's the, the classic uh, pizza guy yeah. porno right where you know he's like uh, large meat lovers and she's like <laughs> in her nightgown and she's like oh I don't know how I'm gonna pay for this pizza and he's like well, extra I can sausage a, yeah he's like I can think of a big tip you can like give me right like it's like a, it's a 
you know. So th that whole setup, this is like a very sophisticated, like, inversion of that setup. Yes. Yes, Sophia. Yes. Um, so we have <laughs> we have this young woman. This is also like such a niche thing. She's doing bespoke leather goods. Yeah. Like, who does that? So this is a very niche thing. Yeah. Uh, and there the there's descriptions of like the tools and the workspace that like I mm -hmm. wasn't expecting. I was just like, oh, so like this is just an excuse to like get leather gloves like into the sex, but it it's actually like it's playing like this really great role of like this barrier an intimacy and intimacy. intimacy because she sees his hands before she even hears his voice yeah. and she builds this like yes. mental picture of like what he is and what he's going uh -huh. to be and it just tunes into her like deepest darkest fantasies as someone mm -hmm. who a is an apprentice and her mm -hmm. and her bosses are now trusting her and she takes that trust and she just perverts the shit out of it yeah she's just like <laughs> i made these i made these i heard his voice so she's told that dr solo needs a pair of leather gloves stats. yes she goes Very in the particular workshop. man there are already like wooden molds of his hand like someone carved his hand out of wood so that they can make the gloves on this like mold for him like whenever he wants a new pair um Again, I just learned so much. I learned so I didn't know that like that was a thing that like leather people did. Like I didn't know. Right. So yeah. um so that was cool as fuck. So she's making these gloves. She's looking at his his hands, these like mm -hmm. versions, these wooden versions, like, oh my god, like his hands are so big. Right. I'm like, yes, girl, same. And then <laughs> he calls to say that he's gonna come pick them up later, or like he also like needs something else repaired. It's a right. leather crop. And yes, yes. I think she calls him because his instructions weren't super spe specific. I don't know what kind of stitching right. you want. Do you want fancy stitching? Do you want something that's a little more simple? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. they already know me. They said that you were good at this. And she's just like, excuse me, I'm still an apprentice and I'd rather get it right and call you. And he's like, well, I have an, I have a, an appointment tonight. Yeah. And you're like, what's this appointment with? Why do you need a leather uh -huh. oh, right, gloves? Right. Leather gloves to an appointment. This is not uh -huh. it's 19th century London. You don't need gloves to keep your hands dirty from the cold. It could be the opera. <laughs> you just going know. to the opera. I need this thick in my life. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But even but even right there, you can already see the consent building because she could have just made the gloves the way that she thought was best to make them but she was like no like this is i need to ask permission yeah like i need to know what i'm supposed to do here so like even that you know it's just like already a, like it's like you know where the, the symptoms going, of it but like this is kind of really starting to set it in stone um and so after she hears his voice and she's got like, she doesn't know what he looks like, but she's just like, his hands are huge and his voice is decadent. So I'm going to masturbate with his gloves. And that's, she starts doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mariana's face is perfect right now. Um, yes. Welcome back, like, Pikachu Mariana. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Pikachu Mariana's because the best. That's, that's clearly the next step here. And I right. wholeheartedly agree. Obviously, uh, yes. And so she starts masturbating with his glove and then he he shows up 
like in the middle of her. Well, and, and she starts masturbating oh. with his completed glove. She gets all the sh- she foreplays herself so much by making these that she gets yes. all the way done. She gets all the way done, and then she decides to put the glove on her hand and fuck herself mm-hmm. after it's already completed. She was asking to get punished. Asking. I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. how am I going to pay for this pizza? So, <laughs> this thick yeah, leather and she pizza. contemplates like throwing it in like a bin or a drawer or something and just being like, oh, I'm not done yet. I've only done one when he shows up. But then she's like, no, I have to show, like, I have to bring them out. I have to so, show him what it did. Yeah, like it's, you know, it's porn logic. I'm stressed thinking about it. Keely. So we're, yes, we're rolling with yes. it. And uh-huh. he, she brings the gloves out and he's like looking at them and then he smells them and he can smell her. Oh, Mariana covered her mouth. Mar- Mariana, did you read this one? No. No. Oh, man. You need to, you need to so, read it. Tell me he puts the glove in his mouth. This is like one of those where you have to suspend disbelief and just be like, this is yeah. a... Porn. Porn. Yes. Yeah. No, it is. It great, really is. It's a great porn. And yes. It is a great porn. It is. And so he smells her on the gloves and he's like, so he knows immediately like what she's been up to. Like Dr. Solo is And she's clearly, like, I'll, I'll, I'll stay up late. I'll remake the gloves. I can get them done tonight. I'm sorry. They're not going to be done on time. And I'll take it out of my salary is yeah. what she's saying. She's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, she's what like, happened to these? She's like, uh, they're damaged. She's like, they got what? And he's like... It's just, it's it's like it's very messy. It but is, he straight calls her out on it. He though. does. He does. And then that's when they acknowledge the attraction between the two of them. And then that's when mm-hmm. they start negotiating the sex. Um, yeah. And that's really great. Like he tells her that he wants to be called sir, and she uh-huh. tells him, "I don't want to be, be called, called Miss Nima. I want to be called Ray. Ray." And and she's like, "And if we're gonna do this, like we're gonna do it back in the workshop where there aren't any cameras." And so like the whole time, there's like a back and forth of like, mm-hmm. "I want, mm-hmm. I want, I want this, or I want that, or and I don't want this." He checks in with her. He checks yeah. in with her a lot. He asks her. How does this feel? Yeah. And are you enjoying this? Yeah. And in the very beginning, he's like, he wants to kiss her. And he's like, he's like asking her for permission. And she's like, well, isn't it obvious? And he's like, look, I need a verbal yes. Consent is mandatory. Yeah. He's like, yeah. It's, yeah. He's like, and it's almost like he gets off on her consent, which to me is really the thesis statement (laughs) of the piece. It's really like, there's something about like, Obviously, most people like, you know, there's asexual people and there's like aromantic mm-hmm. people and like mm-hmm. demisexual people and like that's all cool. Um, but for for most of us, like people who aren't like that, it's we don't really have a lot of control over our arousal. I'm not saying that like mm-hmm. those people do, but like we're terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> like us, like really, specifically, now, we like take us. It for granted. We yeah, take it for granted yeah, that. And yeah, and so we we can't. For example, like when Ray was like, "Why am I getting wet looking at these wooden hands?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's because it's a kink you have that you're accepting, right?" Yeah, it's like because you like big hands, girl. Like me too. Like I get it. Um, (laughs) You know, like we can't. There are things about our sexuality that we. It's like Ray and Cannon when she like walks in on him without a shirt, and she's like, "Why?" Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm horrified, but I'm also aroused. Yeah. Right? Well, we're, yes. We're horrified. I need the cowl. 
because we're aroused. Yes. Because yeah. it's like, yes. I'm kind of where we live. Having a secret conversation with, you know, the number two guy in charge of the entire First Order. Well, and think about how he, horrified and aroused we were as an audience yeah. when fucking Kylo takes off his helmet in TFA yeah. and we're just like, oh I was about God. to say that. I was about to say that. Oh too. my god! Why am I so turned on by this it's like, guy? Because we we rec- we're like now, like we're, we're like staring down at our genitals. Like now is not the time. I am being tortured. <laughs> I have potential torture in front of me. It's like we've been talking about this since middle school, and I just can you just <laughs> get it together, <laughs> just please. And so, and that's what it is. Like we're ho- we get horrified at our at our arousal, but mm-hmm. what negotiation can do is it can help us like not be so terrified of it because it it's giving us um it's giving us boundaries it's giving us a sense Mm -hmm. of control it's giving us borders and molds in which to pour our arousal into so that we don't feel like such terrible fucking animals because that's well, we are. Yeah. Um, well, and it gives us it gives us a chance, especially if your kinks are, which we're going to talk about later. So just as a content warning for a lot of our listeners, some of the uh, fix we're going to recommend later in the podcast are going to have a lot of hard kinks. Um, mm-hmm. If you do have a kink that may be taboo that your partner and you want to explore, consent makes it safe. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. probably one of the great things I think about fan fiction is that you as the reader, you always have consent is just built into reading because you can just take that yeah. consent away and stop reading which yeah. i think is really great about fiction in general which is why it's so great that people like our author here trish yeah trish mm-hmm. has built in all of the notes which is why i know there was a discourse on twitter a few months ago about notes are really hard i have a really hard time writing them and it just kind of takes me out of the moment and trigger warnings and content warnings are really tough but and i'm like that. i get that but it, yeah. it really helps because if you're someone who really values consent you want to go in with a full knowledge and we do mm-hmm. have a lot of authors in our fandom uh voiced implosives is a perfect example yeah too. and that's super inclusive and and awesome and you know, and I that, that that takes like a lot of work and attention to detail, and I have super respect for that. Um, but yeah, so 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 there's there's all this arousal happening, and then there's all this negotiating <laughs> happening, and the way that <laughs> Doctor Solo is written, uh, the way he's characterized specifically in this fic, um, it's not just that he's attracted to Ray, like he's obviously attracted to her, but it's mm-hmm. like he's he gets like more turned on when she says yes and like when she tells him what she wants and when she's communicating Mm -hmm. and like that that to me is just like that's so fucking hot it's like Mm -hmm. it's one thing when it's like you're with someone sexy and they make you feel sexy and you're being sexy together and you're like oh yeah we're totally gonna fuck and then (laughs) and then when the other person is like uh do you like this like do you like that can i do this like that is just and then when you can like see that look in their eyes when they're just like oh my god like this person is like communicating with me like they like the things that that i'm doing to them they're gonna like they start begging because that's really hot yeah that's also super hot so there's that negotiation and when you can when you can see the other person's arousal increasing at your consent Mm -hmm. yeah like that that's like i don't know how to explain it it's like there's that base level of just like it's gonna have like it's just the base level of rouse of just like that person's hot and looking at them makes me feel mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. you just fade off each other yeah, you make yeah, each other hornier amazing feedback loop of hotness when it's like 
oh, you like that? And you're like, yeah, now do you're this. You're in like a and horny like, infinity loop. Yeah, yeah, it's a horny infinity loop. And so you both well, orgasm or like, or not, if you're into that. Uh, it's, there's just something like really great well, about that. Well, in these fics, they both happen to be into yeah, it. Right. And, and, um, and I think that this fic like really captures that feedback loop. If you uh-huh. were to go through and like highlight all of the dialogue in this fic where they're communicating with each other, um, directly about like the sex acts that they're doing together it's Mm -hmm. like every other paragraph it's just it's just like a rhythm of them talking to each other so that like it's not just descriptions of what they're doing to each other and it's not just Uh like like looking in each other's eyes and like magically knowing what the other person wants which is also good i like those sticks too Mm -hmm. but there is something about the rhythm that she builds via their communication yes and that in itself kind of becomes like the sex yeah i i really like how you explain that (laughs) i really like that kind of feeding off of what sophia had said is i really liked that they almost maintain this this uh power like on even levels of power even though it's very clear kind of uh dr ben solo says that he is used to being in control he's used to having more control in his encounters which is kind of like you can tell he's talking about himself like normally he has more control and more like normally he has more control over the situation so it kind of reminded me of the trilogy so far where ben kind of strolls in thinking that he's like totally in control and then he meets Ray and realizes the power that she has and the power that she has over him. And the power then that she I, has, the intelligence that she has, <laughs> the power that she has. Your lack of oil, whack. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Way to pull me back. I'm like, did I hear a meme reference somewhere? What is I saw a tw- I saw a Twitter thread, I think yesterday or earlier today, about how Kylo's in all these situations with Ray, like all the way from the interrogation scene where it looks like he's in control, but she's the first one to talk. She's the one that controls the conversation, things like that. And it's just because they I didn't even realize that the power balance, like I never even thought about that. She's the one that leads the the conversation. Right. Yeah. And then kind of moving on through the fic, he realizes that like he can be vulnerable for like with her and they have kind of like this power shift. And so to me, it really reminded me of where we are with the trilogy so far. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but Mm -hmm. like it tracks Trish 47. Yeah. Like fucking fantastic. Great job. I loved this fic. (laughs) So good. Thank you for teaching me so much about leather goods. Yeah, leather goods. I love it when I learn things while I'm reading fan fiction. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So moving on then, um, we had a lot of recommendations, like Kay said, from our Twitter family, from our loyal listeners, and some of the ones that came up that we've reviewed on this podcast before um, are Summer Heat by Isha Ren. Perfumed in Obsession by Secret Raylo Trash, and Can't Turn Off What Turns Me On by Audrey2 underscore Fick. Um, these are all fics that we've talked about before that 
that deal with consent in like a great and wonderful and smutty way. Um, and then I just wanted to briefly mention another fic that I'm reading right now called In the Ripe and Ruin by Renee Mariposa. It's rated M for mature and it's like basically she says in the tags that it's very vanilla. It's very like light uh bdsm so if that's something that you are not 100 percent sure that you want to get into that you maybe just want to see something that's kind of more surface level this would be a good fic for you basically uh ray and ben meet on a dating app in college and realize that they go to the same college and then they realize like through drunken texts that they both want to explore bdsm um ray is studying jedi and sith religions and ends up interviewing with luke so there's like the whole backstory is coming out and the whole fic is about them getting to know each other and exploring their own preferences in their sexuality and the great part about this fic is that one uh Ben is an emo kid, like black <laughs> eyeliner, like, nail polish. Ugh. He's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's such an emo kid in this fic. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> right? Where's Mediana's face? <laughs> Did anyone just say my favorite Ben? Yeah, emo Ben. <laughs> so uh, my other part I would say is that if you are interested in kind of like playing with that BDSM, this is a good way to start because it is very, as I said, comfortable. I felt like it was very comfortable mm-hmm. for this Dom Ray sub sub band sort and of feel exploring things should be comfortable use that as your rule yes. of thumb if you're not comfortable yes. it's not working yeah right like they're not experts at it they're just figuring it out and so it invites the reader to like get pulled in and go on that kind of journey with them and also kind of figure this out with them yeah, it's, and, really, and explore, it's really explore explore the same way and be like is this good is this mm-hmm. bad do i like this does this turn me on um and yes. so i would say that if you start there and you think that maybe you really want to like dive in deep then you need to Mm -hmm. be reading bedroom hymns uh by dr nucleus which we're going to recommend a little bit later and this one um the one by renee mariposa does switch views so one chapter is ray one chapter is ben then it's ray and ben so you really get into both of their heads about it which is another thing that i really liked about it what was that one called again it is called in ripe and ruin and then it's r-e-n-e-e underscore and then uh, M-A-R-I-P-O-S-A is the author Mariposa. on... Yeah, Mariposa. the author on AO3. And um, she is on Tumblr, but not on Twitter. But it's the same on Tumblr, um, Renee, and then it's a hyphen instead of an underscore Mariposa. Cool. All right. So now we're going to hand things over to our guest host. Uh... <laughs> Our guest host, um, Keely, what do you have for us? Okay, so I have two figs that I was going to tell. I have Say It With Sugar by Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I love that name. And A Proposal by Any Other Name by Lucid Lucy. Oh my god, we love Lucid Lucy. Yes. Oh, proposal by Any Other Name killed me it was the it was the like the first fake i read that made me like lay in my bed and cry for about 30 minutes yeah lucy likes to do that to us she let me just tell you a dance of titans was the first fake that i read by her yeah sophia too she just she loves to just like murder us and then build us back up it's oh my fantastic. god that's sally i love her uh sally's actually the person that brought me into uh the Raylo online community basically because 
I was a hoe and really wanted to get you reading her stuff. And I was like, hey, if you need a beta to get stuff out quicker, like, I would love to do that. <laughs> and she was saying, so- I'm sorry, we can only stand. Hell yeah, Keely. Like, that's how I get my kicks. Like, I, like, I will help you beta. I just want to keep yeah. reading your stuff. Oh, hail the and Goblin Queen. We built this wonderful friendship. Uh, but say it was sugar. I actually it wasn't my first thing I've read from her, but it is her longest fic. It was the first one she started writing, I believe, in the fandom. And I, I want to say it just turned a year old, I believe. Uh, so. The summary is Ben Solo is the owner of the family's of his family's small chocolate shop. Ray Kenobi is a talented chocolate maker he hires. They both share the same passion for chocolate. Unfortunately, they also share the same kind of anxiety too. Is actually not finished yet. Um, so no, that's it's something not. to look forward to if you want to start reading this cha- this this fic. It's uh, 19 out of 20, just recently updated. So it looks like she is actively updating it. She's working on an epilogue. Oh my right god. Now. Perfect. And it's okay. So my two fix that I picked uh, are big on consent in the way that like my biggest kink, I guess because I am a, a demisexual would be uh, friendship. I don't know. Being friends before you do stuff. Yes. Uh, and I'm I'm just absolute trash for any friendship fix. It's horrible. So Ben runs his chocolate shop with the whole gang. Uh, there's Finn, Mataka, and Poe, who are all chocolatiers. Uh, Phasma is the co-manager, and Chewie works the front end. Uh, Ray is hired. Uh, excuse me. Ray is hired, and she has this unmatched skill passed on to her from her grandfather, Master Chocolatier Ben Kenobi. Uh, her lineage is, a, is her main source of anxiety because people have always expected so much from her and getting hired at a small chocolate shop was her ticket to doing what she loves while staying behind the scenes. Uh, that basically goes up in flames when the shop starts going under and the team has to start looking for ways to get sales and they decide to do fundraisers and to compete in a national chocolate competition to gain notoriety. As well as like a huge, huge cast prize. Yes. Sounds like a little bit of, sounds a little br- great British, British bake off here a little bit, huh? Sorry. I just, I love food competitions. And so like the marriage between smut and food competitions is like, I'm realizing that might be like my Good true, kink. my true niche, my true <laughs> smut niche. So yeah, they go into this competition so they can get a cash prize and uh, get notoriety. And all the while, Ben and Ray are dealing with their feelings for each other. After their first train crash of a first date, uh, her first day working there, because Ben was having issues trying to get over the uh, boss-employee relationship, but he was also lying to his mother on the phone about uh, why he couldn't hang out with the family that night. And when, like, basically everyone in the town knows them and he the first thing he said was Ray's name and he knew oh, I gotta go on an actual date with her because or else no one like someone will find out my mom will find out that I'm lying yeah but he wasn't but his anxiety basically was like I'm never gonna ask her out yeah. but he he made an excuse to his mother and then was like I just forced myself into this all the while you have like Hux in the background who is his therapist and Whoa. that's beautiful 
And I'm sorry, uh, Luke character-wise, and- of like what I know canonically of Hux and Kylo, that is such like an odd. It's exactly how you'd imagine it. Like that sounds like what are those movies like? The anger management, like with Jack Nicholson, and like <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sorry, sorry. That's just oh, this it's is wonderful. So much. Like I don't know if there's more room in my brain. It's it's so good, and uh, this was also my first fic where like the ships involved you have Raylo of course and then in the background there's Phasma and Bazine who are engaged and then we have a throuple and that would be Pofin and Rose yes. and they are my favorite they're our favorite they too beautiful basically the entire fic it's both of these fics are the uh slowly becoming or people forced together and uh, slowly becoming friends before they actually do anything. Mm-hmm. So this one, we don't get sex until I want to say it's chapter 18 uh, mm-hmm. out of the 20. So they, for the, their first date is in, I want to say the first or second chapter. And after that, just that date goes absolutely haywire because uh, poor Ben has a panic attack in the bathroom and he oh. ends up having to, like, send her home. He has Moz, who owns the restaurant, like, t- have her get a cab and send her home. Because uh, one of the things Ray struggles with is she doesn't have uh, a mode of transportation. So she, they, like, alter the work hours of the chocolate shop and stuff for her. And it's, like, Ben jumps through hoops to get her to stay there and make it feel welcoming and everything for her. So that's why it, like, went against... All of his, like, nature to ask her out on that date. Uh, and basically the next ten chapters are him dancing around the fact that he actually is very attracted to her. He didn't mean to bail on their date. Uh, he does want to get to know her, but she's very dodgy about her past and things like that. Because she doesn't want anyone knowing that she's a Kenobi. It's really interesting to me. Because uh-huh. you have Ray like, from nothing. Uh-huh. choosing to come from nothing in this case does that make sense keely like like she has actually a background she has this like lineage right. that that like yeah. what like in this case for this fic like rivals ben's lineage and right but she's trying to escape she's it she's choosing to come from nothing which i think is like a really uh-huh. fun play on that you're nothing so she doesn't let them, she comes back to America because her grandpa died and she mm-hmm. wanted to come back to the town that her grandpa came from. Mm-hmm. And this is where all of the Skywalkers have lived for generations. So, you know, there's some connections there to be made. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, you know, Ben was named after a certain person and things of that nature. It's right. It's, right. So they end up, you know, bonding over different things like that. And, it's yeah it's her hiding her lineage just because it is her her source of anxiety people expect so much from her and she's mm-hmm. capable of it she shows that and she you know helps out the shop because she's perky and she gets over her anxiety by exuding joy and sunshine towards everyone and she like one of the recurring yeah it's been so i think it's a motif when you have like a recurring color or anything like that is that what it is for the english majors it's been so long since it's been no that sounds all right yes you're right you're right yeah yeah so you have motifs like the colors that she chooses to wear and her favorite Mm. color is yellow and ben can't help but associate her with sunshine and oh my god he 
after yeah like after that first date he spends the rest of the time trying to get over the fact that he is her boss and uh-huh. he probably made her feel uncomfortable all the while she's just like nope nope i've liked you but i'm also have a crush on my boss so i don't know how to go about this and yes and it's also one of those fix where you know you have these two people thinking oh it'll be an issue if we get together and everyone around them is like we're not dumb we see it we want it to happen oh just do it yeah pretty much yeah like how long do you think it's gonna be before they realize that we know and that we don't care there's a group text in around it which is just beautiful. The drama in this right? Could you imagine everybody yeah. being yeah. like, did you see them? Did you see how close they're they like, all right, whose day is today in the pool? You lost. Could you imagine if Ben Solo head chocolatier caught you on your cell phone in the chocolate lab? Because that sounds scary as fuck to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's oh, it's such a beautiful story because like Ray learns to deal with her anxiety by becoming her own kind of chocolatier and not just being a Kenobi. And then Ben basically deals with his anxiety and he, by falling in love and wanting to protect someone who also has his deal. And the, like throughout the entire thing, he knows Ray has anxiety, but, and Ray is aware that he has anxiety, but he hasn't fessed up about it. Uh, and he, I mean, and she doesn't care if he does. Okay. Which is just it's like she doesn't want to bring it up for him. Yeah, and I think that kind of falls under, it's like what, like she doesn't want to share everything about her and he's okay with that. And she doesn't want to drag out his stuff, but she, they both want each other to confide themselves or confide right. in one another. And in the other, yeah. It's a beautiful friendship and it makes me want to cry oh. just thinking about it. Uh, I'm so proud of her for getting so far in this thick because we both struggle with finishing stuff (laughs) but she uh it's wonderful um i have my smut highlight oh my god it's more like like a sexual tension highlight we we like that too we like that too my body Mm -hmm. is ready yes so uh for context you have uh, Ray and Ben, who have stayed after hours to check out the chocolates, the recipes that she's made that mm-hmm. they got from some anonymous, uh, uh, from her mentor mm-hmm. or from a mentor that mm-hmm. she knew in the past. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It's it's from yeah. So there's but they're talking she about made all the chocolates. Yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. <laughs> you like mint, don't you? She asks once she swallows. Ben nods, wiping the corner of his mouth. Very much. How did you know? Ray doesn't answer at first. She just stares at him with those big hazel eyes. Not for the first time today. Ben finds himself wanting to bridge the distance between them and do something. Maybe kiss her lips. Or maybe kiss her neck, like he does in his dreams. Or maybe... No. He's got to be true to his word. Let her initiate on her own time. He'll be an enthusiastic participant whenever she decides to, but he doesn't want to rush anything this time. Or so he keeps trying to convince himself. When he's so close to her like this, though, Ray clears her throat, effectively pulling him from his thoughts as she points to one of the last chocolates on the plate. Um, I remember you mentioning it at the Halloween party. One of the kids asked you what your favorite chocolate was. You said anything with mint, so I figured there should be a mint flavor. Dark chocolate peppermint. Ben feels his face and ears flush. She'd remembered that. That's really kind of you, 
Thank you. Ray bites the corner of her lip and reaches for one. He's expecting her to bite into it, but instead, she holds it up to his mouth. Then about short circuits. Want to take the first taste? She asks. Uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. This is exactly how his dreams play out, except so much better because it's not a dream at all. She's here in the flesh asking him so sweetly if he wants to taste a chocolate she's made specifically for him. He'd be an absolute idiot to say no. Sure. Okay. Ray beans. <laughs> Open up then. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. I like that the mouth wipe was in this. Good job, Sally. Wow. He like wipes his wow. mouth, you know? Wow. Like, oh my Slightly. god. Open up. <sighs> Shit. There was no there were no dicks. There were no vaginas in this fic or vulvas mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just Nope. Wow. That was like really yes. cute and sexy. Like Yes. Right. Yes. Masterful. And then she chose to start with what, like, right after she swallows, and we're like, wait, hold, hold uh, on. What did she just swallow? All right. Oh, man. That, the, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but that's, uh-huh. that's another thing that I love about consent is when, like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking about this misconception that waiting until it feels right is like, teasing each other into like pulling their hair out i'm not talking about Mm -hmm. that like that's a common misconception Mm -hmm. but there is something about like the waiting and like those thoughts that you have that you're trying to keep to yourself or you're trying to like restrain your actions or find out that someone's sure sure yeah yeah um and it's also really great to have ben's perspective like it's i really appreciate scenes where a man can be vulnerable because we're like in his head it's from his perspective mm-hmm. and so he's like automatically vulnerable because we can see what he's feeling and thinking um mm-hmm. and then from that man's perspective he's like but i know that the right thing to do is to like not do anything until like she's cool with it or until my partner's cool with it right there's just yeah. something hot about that in general and especially with so good. cis men in general, just mm-hmm. because I feel like the power yes. dynamic in our society is so stacked well, yeah. on their end. It's yeah. so stacked, like not yeah. only with their anatomy and like people who have vulvas anatomy as well. It's so stacked that when you get that chance to see inside their head and you see how important it is for them to have that consent, it's just so sexy to know that yes. someone is paying attention to your wants and needs. Yeah, like it's like part yeah. of it is it's fucked up right that the bar yeah. so low like it that's does. fucked it up it does suck it does suck yeah that's what i was gonna say it's a rarity that's why it's just like so when you when yeah when you see it you're just like you're just like yeah. oh like your nipples yeah. get hard i don't know my nipples get hard <laughs> it's also kind of chilly in here maybe it's both but it's nice. it's nice oh my god thank you for oh that my god. that was That's great beautiful. yeah thank you Keely. Wait, are there any uh trigger warnings or content warnings that we need to think about in there at all so I have the tags here. I didn't see any, I don't remember there being any kind of, uh, I mean, other than like panic attacks and anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. those are the only like content warnings, yes. but uh, some of the tags were like uh, misunderstandings, uh, mm-hmm. slow burn, fluff, eventual sex, first time loss of virginity, uh, making love. Uh, loss of virginity and unprotected sex are two that we like generally like to highlight mm-hmm. just because those are yeah. trigger warnings mm-hmm. for some people. And then there are it's also therapy. rated E. 
like sessions involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people have bad therapy yeah. sessions in the end, you know. It's helpful. Right. Also, yeah. I'd like to also say that I've only read the first like two chapters of this fic when it was first started and then I had trouble keeping up because I just I just had in general I have to go back and binge read. Um yeah. I have seen so much art from this fic so much yes. art like just, just yes everywhere all over the internet it's prolific enough that i feel like multiple fic artists have commissioned had either readers commission or the authors commission them i've just i'm very prolific so high five it makes me so happy because we both ended up getting commissions from i think her name's yoda now she's changed her handle a couple of times but my favorite one is the one because uh by her because they did actually i think that was a commission from sally and it was the scene i just read to you oh so it's, yeah it's, where they're both standing oh, like real yes. close yes that's yes. oh. so sunshiny in that shop in that in that that image and that's one of those things that you definitely i feel like i remember fe- reading from the first two chapters is how like light the thick feels it's like still has angst but it doesn't feel heavy you know okay so it's more like tensiony angst than yes. like like you said, like it's not really like weighing There's you no down. Torture, like torturous angst. She, she, uh, <laughs> Pain train. Yeah, none of that. Because <laughs> Ben does come from like a very loving family and stuff in this one, and right. Yeah, and the chocolate shop is his home, and it's it's yeah, it's great. They, okay. Yeah. Cool. And, Good job, Fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Me too. It's so good. It's so clever. Do you know what Alf- Alfredo no. is from? Where is it from? So Adam Driver, his dog, I think his dog's name is Moose. Uh, uh-huh. I yeah. believe either yeah. his brother or Moose had re- like his original name had been Fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, my and God. Oh, my so God. So she took Fettuccine Alfredo and made it Alfredo. And oh my she God. actually has another fic that's like, I think it's Olive Garden is for lovers and things of that nature it's great it's great yes oh my god genius name that's like super i get it we have a one more fic that's being brought to us by our smut goblin queen keely and then we have a proposal by any other name which is what i don't is is it like famous is that is it it's one of the classics right like the modern au classics for me because it was the first one i read that was a uh, modern AU. They got me into all of this, but uh, our tags. That one made me cry. So the tags are Raylo, road trip, slow burn, uh, modern setting. This cannot possibly end well. Fake slash pretend relationship. <laughs> Fluff, light angst. Murphy's law is strong in this one. How much more can go wrong? Much, much more. Uh, trigger warnings are past abuse. Uh, discussions of child abuse. Everybody needs a hug. No one escapes this fake married roller coaster ride. No one. The duckling and the wolf and earn your happy ending. And boy, do they earn it. Oh, yeah. They do. Oh, and of course, there's uh, a very, very, very favorite trope of ours in there. Which is there was only one. there was only one bed. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're like so. So whenever that happens, we turn into like Pee Wee's Playhouse, and it's like the word of the day. <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's a perfect metaphor. Yes. Um, for the warnings on this one, Keely, did you mention the um, mentions of past blackmail and sexual abuse? Yes, I did. Uh, so, okay. I, yeah, the content warnings I grabbed were E is for exquisite, 
<laughs> past abuse, discussions of child abuse, mentions of past blackmail, sexual abuse, slight dubious consent, somnophilia, and I wrote they're cuddly and affectionate while they're ill and don't remember much. So, and the summary for the story that's given to us is. Uh, Ray and Finn have been a thing for a long time now, since she was 18 to be exact. When Finn leaves for his trip to Europe for six months for work, Ray finally chases after him to Dumbli Dublin to do what he seems to be putting off. Propose. She wants a family, after all. The universe has different ideas. Her flights are delayed, storms hit, she loses her ticket, and everything seems to be going horribly, horribly wrong. To top it off, she ends up stranded around a rather irritating man by the name of Kylo Ren. It goes about as well as you'd expect. A leap year AU. So leap year AU. Yes, I love that movie. Yes, me too. Y'all made me, reading the leap year AU reminded me, Say It With Sugar is also inspired by a movie as well, but it's something in French and I don't remember. Okay, so I have my, my sexual tension consent highlight as well because all right so this leap year au has uh as it says like ray finn uh backstory but you don't have to worry about it because after not even the whole first chapter i think it's the first like 500 words you see finn and then he dips out and uh we find out you know he's working with poe and stuff in another country and they're close friends and Ray disappears to go follow him and propose because he's going to be gone for months. And uh, in the airport, she meets our wonderful jerk, Kylo, who is exhausted and running away to Ireland to go take over a bar that his uncle has left him uh, after he was basically backstabbed. Well, not basically. He was backstabbed by his uh, co-workers uh -huh. at Snoke and Associates. Uncle Lando or Uncle Chewie? Uncle Luke! Uncle Whoa. Luke leaves him the bar. I forgot about that one. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> I just thought it was more likely that it was the other so two. If, if, all right, all right. Okay, if okay. If you want to know about like the other characters, like who's who, we have Maz, who lives over there, and she is neighboring to the bar, and she has the love of her life, her dog, Chewie. It's very much follows the tone of a romantic comedy where it's like you have your outside characters to set up the story and pop up every once in a while to remind you where it's going but then like you get sucked back into the two the world of the two characters mm -hmm. yeah it's it's wonderful because i'm always uh whenever i read raylo fix my my main concern is just getting my Raylo in because as much as I love the friendships that are involved and how beautiful those are, if I'm, if I'm reading my Raylo, I want to see how they react. And it's, it's them for, I don't even know how many chapters this thing was. It's a, it's a book. It's 39 chapters. It's 39 chapters. I, I watched her doing it. I was like, there she goes. Ah, she found it. <laughs> Sorry. It's 39 chapters. 1,000, uh, 188,000 yes. words. is all about those numbers. numbers. Oh, yeah. She spoils us. I was about to look and then I was like, there's no need. She's about to say it <laughs> in like five seconds. Basically, they meet in the airport. She asks for the time. He's a complete jerk about it uh, because she it was a last minute decision. She dropped him off at the airport to take his flight. He goes and then she realizes she's going to go follow him and propose. So she goes to the uh, airport, basically any stores for clothes, a, oh, suit, yeah. like a suitcase, and packs as much stuff as she can. And she buys this ridiculous, you know, Louis Vuitton 
suitcase that becomes, you know, it's a joke in the original movie and it's a joke and a source of stress for them in the actual fic. Uh, so Kylo just sees this girl who is basically dressed in rags and carrying around a Louis Vuitton bag. And he's just like, I don't understand why you don't check your phone for the time. She's like, well, my phone's dead. And uh, she tells him he's a jerk. And they end up being uh, seat neighbors on the plane. Of course, of, <laughs> of course. Because that's how they roll. Yeah. And when they are on the plane, she is, of course, nervous. And he, you know, talks about... I want to say, like, people who get sick on planes, he basically tries to gross her out enough to the point where she is, like, ready to throw up and just make her entire trip miserable. Uh, They land, and there's storms, and they're not where they're supposed to be. And he just feels this overwhelming need to kind of make sure she's all right and because i mean it's it's storming she's has nothing to wear except this ridiculous dress she bought and uh the airport basically gives them uh vouchers for the hotel that is closest by but people have to share rooms (laughs) and yeah there's only one bed there, there were there were two beds in this one, but there's only one room, oh, and Ray is room. not okay. happy right. about being stuck with this giant man who's been nothing, has done nothing but antagonize her this entire time, and like there, I don't know. He goes and he touches her bag and stuff whenever she's in the shower because he knows how to take care of leather and she is obviously going to ruin her bag and things. Mm, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> we see you, Trish, of it. And she gets ticked because she didn't give him any permission to touch her things. She tries to get their rooms changed and that doesn't happen. And uh, he gets in her face at one point because she makes a big deal about locking the bathroom door when she goes to shower. And there are just things throughout the, the story that he just thinks she's being basically being a bitch. And as stuff goes on, uh, I think they miss a bus or something along those lines. Cause the bus doesn't, the buses don't come on Sunday. Oh, and, gosh. uh, they end up getting a little, I want to say it's like a hospice. They end up staying with this elderly couple because he refuses to let her run off around Ireland alone because she divulged that she's going to go. of course. Yes. And he right. is a lawyer who, uh, like he, I think he was a, a defense lawyer for uh, children in abusive relation, like abusive with abusive parents and things oh, like that. Okay. So he, uh-huh. he's used to noticing the signals for that. And he doesn't for a long time, like throughout the story. And when they're with uh, this couple, you know, they only want, they, they only find it uh, appropriate for married couples to be sleeping together or to be traveling together. And so they have to pretend they're married are newlyweds, of course. And this is when the one bed comes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh... So, they have these two elderly, like, people, this elderly couple who think it's so much fun to just poke fun at the newlyweds. And at one point, uh, when Ray is going to go take a shower, the wife 
or the elderly woman says, oh, you know, you should go take your wife some clothes. I don't think she took any with her and this towel because I didn't leave any in there. So he goes in thinking, of course, she's not in the bath yet. And Ray is already half like she's naked in the bath and she loses it. She is shivering and she is about to have like a mental breakdown because she is finally it's like she gets comfortable with Kylo. And then this happens and he realizes in that moment that she has an, a, a past with abuse and he is he feels like crap for not realizing it before. So he turns around, he waits in the corner and he just he's like, I need you to tell me you're all right. I have the clothes over here. Tell me when you're dressed. I will leave as soon as I can because they I think they locked them in the bathroom together. Oh, God. Because they thought it was romantic and cute and funny. I was just going to say, like, this is the kind of stuff that totally ha- like comes from, like, if you're you have the mentality that it's only appropriate for married couples, then you think, like, you know, it's usually coupled with someone is like, now let's do everything we can, even though it's none of our business, to try to get them. So they're newlyweds. Let's push them to do what they're supposed to do. You're married now. All bets are off. Exactly. Like, it's like the, the shivery part no. from... Um, oh, uh, the trail uh, ride. Yeah, from the chill bride. Yeah, yeah. So does the consent come from this, like, sort of, like, religious mindset and, like, him being like, hey, we're in this shitty situation and I don't like it, but I'm going to ask you because it seems like maybe you might be into me? Is that where the consent comes from? No, the consent actually comes from they both have pasts where they were abused and they... he it was him realizing that she has that past and I, yeah i guess it does come from this situation mostly but like he's protective of her like from the get-go and mm-hmm. after this happens after ray is able to like she collects herself so quickly and it just breaks his heart because he knows that she's had to self-soothe all these years and she's able right. to do it like that afterwards and after that, Ray is basically out for blood. She is ready to make these elderly people pay for uh, making her <laughs> feel uncomfortable. Get him, Ray. And, uh, you know, there's like later that night after after some things happen and they share like a, a movie moment from where the couple actually. Is it a, is it a smut highlight? It's it is not the smut highlight I have. They do. Uh, I think it's. Truth or Kiss is what it was in the movie. Ooh. And it's something along those lines. And uh, they're forced to basically do one kiss. And then they go upstairs. And they wait until everyone is in bed. And then they bang the headboard against the wall. And they make everyone in that house suffer. Oh my god, and they oh my fake god. it. They fake it. Yeah. Here's my favorite part. Sorry to interrupt about that scene. Where they're like, let's just pretend to have sex. So they start pretending and then Ben's like, this is not the right time to get a boner, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you said they're trying to like punish the, the couple. Yes. Is that what you said? They're like trying to make it as loud and obnoxious as possible. So it's because she gets really Ray gets really loud and she starts like I think she's like smacking herself. Moaning Kylo. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting next to her trying to like, so she'll look at him like, come on, join in. And he's like, uh, and he's like, uh, 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 how do I make a noise that does sound authentic? (laughs) So then she, so instead of like helping him, 
it like he only like plays himself more because she like picks up the slack and doubles down and, that, and he's just like staring like <laughs> staring into the space blankly it's beautiful because now he's trying to be gentle with her and then at the end she's like you think they bought it <laughs> oh yeah they put like hair conditioner in a condom and leave that in the trash can and that was just so wonderful oh my if god if i'm remembering correctly though ray is the one that does all that like she comes up with all those ideas and ben's just like she's like what? you're evil you are you are quite the cunning duckling and she he calls her duckling throughout the entire thing this fic ends like it's a happy ending it's what you're talking about basically is what i consider the epilogue and that's what made me cry for like a solid half hour yep, after reading it like it cool. The epilogue is where you think that this is what she does. Mm. <laughs> Lucy Lucy, you think she's done because she's like end of story. Then she's like, guess what? There's an epilogue. Get ready. Cause it's over. <laughs> and then you lay in your bed staring at the ceiling. Guess what, bitches? It, yeah. it hurts. Yeah. She's out for blood. And then she's like, endure. And you're just like, I still haven't gotten that tattoo to my body. But I probably will at some point, just because of Lucid Lucy. Like, I thought she was, I'm like, oh, how beautiful. No, hey, guess what? Just like, freaking, what, what is the Kool-Aid man just busts in your room like, I got something else. <laughs> Kool-Aid man. She's like, <laughs> she, and she's full of tears instead of Kool-Aid. She's full of Raylo tears instead of Kool-Aid. Like, Lucid Lucy is such an amazing writer, but she is also an artist and a damn fine one. So she has fan art that she has done for this fic that, like, it's in her perspective, so it's perfect. It's exactly how she meant it to be seen. And it, like, there's this, there's the somnophilia sort of scene where they're both, they both get sick in it, and basically they're both dreaming about each other. And nothing happens, but, like, you find out Ben is, like, I think that's when their first kiss happens. And Ben is dreaming about her, and, he, you know, ever since he found out that they, like, she has a past that is probably similar to his, he pulls back. And that's why, you know, the, the fake sex scene was so hilarious, because he's like, okay, I gotta play it cool. And but nope, she's out for blood. She's out for blood and boners, apparently. So they have more time at that house before they leave, and they're able to get a train to where uh, Ben's bar is. And all the while, I think when they finally get to the bar, they find out that uh, Ray's really soon-to-be fiancé is, is no longer in Ireland. He went somewhere else. So he is in, I want to say, some place in South America with his team that includes Poe. And she, I want to say they break up over the phone. And Ray is not ready to go home because the only home she knows is one with Finn. And Plutt is their apartment manager. He, he was also once her foster father. And she's not, she's not going home. So Ben offers her a place to stay there indefinitely. So they end up working on the bar together and becoming really close friends. And ever since they got sick, Ray doesn't like sleeping alone. So even though there oh, is more no. than one bed, it's still treated like there's one bed. Because, yeah, she's spent her entire life, basically, with another person. And she's not yeah. willing to give that up. And then there's, like, you know, they slowly get closer. They don't do 
much of anything. They eventually kind of become an item, and he does a fake proposal. And the line, like, the title of the the fic is a proposal by any other name, and it comes from the line uh, that Ben has in his head when he's about to have a panic attack over, you know, offering her to stay as long as she wants. Saying, a proposal by any other name is still a proposal, isn't it? And, yeah, he offers her a place to stay in a home, and they basically deal with that while she's still dealing with... Uh, not knowing if she's worth being loved and if, like, not knowing his whole past because uh, she, I don't know, he knows so much about her and she doesn't know everything about him. And they, uh, the in, like, the whole, I want to see the last third is, the third of the story is them hashing out their issues like that and trying to get closer and it's it's wonderful i think yeah i think everyone should read it because it's a beautiful beautiful story that will hurt you keely do you have a smut highlight that you want to share with us i I, yes i do uh so this is when they are at uh this is right after the bath scene when he's properly seated and his knees apart Ray walks in between them and promptly perches herself on his left thigh, a little bit stiff. Ray forces her body to relax. His arms come up on instinct, one hand curled into her hip and the other wrapping around her legs so that his forearm rests on her thigh. Penny seems to have decided this was acceptable for a newly married couple. Ray bites back the desire to laugh. This is all insane, and leaning into this man as if he were truly her husband was starting to become a little too easy. Her breath catches when he leans forward as if to kiss her earlobe, her hair cascading around his face. It's enough to hide his lips as hot air. <laughs> it's enough to hide his lips as hot air heats her ear when he whispers, "Are you sure you want to do this? I promise you we can leave." Ray swallows hard and turns to give him a smile, and up close like this, with the light hitting him just right, his eyes turn gold. His lashes are fuller than she'd expected them to be, thick and long and beautifully glossy. His face covered in tiny little beauty marks. For a moment, she forgets what she's meant to say as as she takes them in. Then she wraps her one arm around his massive shoulders. Boy, are they massive. They had looked massive, but feeling them under his fingers, her fingers, is an entirely different beast. Ray leans in close to hug him, resting her chin on his shoulder where Penny can't see her or hear her murmuring. Just one night. I'll be fine. Thank you, though. His His fingers are at her hip, tightened slightly, and she feels the same familiar rub of his thumb pressing into her skin. She wonders if he's even aware that he does that. When his chest rumbles in reluctant assent, Ray smiles and allows herself to look around over his shoulder, chin pressing into his t-shirt. Ooh, that's very tension-y. This is very tension-y. Lucy Lucy is a master of the slow burn. Oh, yeah. Just a master. Like, she told me she invented it, I'd believe it. (laughs) It goes against the entire history of the Western canon that I was taught in school, but yeah, okay. Be like it would be more logical that she's just immortal and actually did come up with it than her not coming up with it. Like that just makes more sense to me. Every time I read this story, 
I'm so surprised when I think I'm like, oh, they actually don't have sex until this point. Like every time I read him, it's like I can't because now Keely? all I read is smut. Keely, Keely, yes. I say this with love. Oh no! How many times have you read this story? <laughs> I did not realize how I started that sentence. Probably too many. <laughs> I read it. I read it two years ago around December. It was the first real long fic I ever read. Every year around Christmas, I'll read it again. <laughs> oh, that's cute. It's, oh, it hurts so me. Respects. That's awesome. We all have those fics. Yeah, we all have those fics that we go back to and reread and check on and all that stuff. That's great. Yeah, for me, it's your pretty little heart. I oh. just. Oh, I reread portions of Sword of the Jedi all the time. Oh my god, you guys are so cute. And Summer he. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm like over here having an existential crisis about what do I read next? What do I read next? Oh my god, I have 400 tabs open. <gasps> fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't reread anything. No, it's it's uh-huh. terrible, but it's also beautiful that there's like, <laughs> it's just so much fan work out there. Like there's so much fanfic out there. There's such a great selection. And mm-hmm. it's like Netflix. It's You're like spoiled for choice. I could yes. watch something else or I could just reread the same like five <laughs> yes. The girl in Terminal B is a big one for me B, too. Yes. I would, I just want to tell everybody, every author mm-hmm. out there who feels like they aren't worth it, that there's always someone out there who's rereading your fix. Oh yeah. There's always. It might just mm-hmm. be one person, but like one hundred percent there's someone out there who's rereading your fix because it's safe for them and it's home. So stop yeah. like second guessing yourself and just keep writing. Like keep, yeah. Be proud. And if you stopped writing because you're having trouble, like be proud of the fact that your fix are someone's home. And that I feel like that's something that I don't think a lot of writers think about is how often uh, like readers revisit their fix just for that comfort that you make them feel safe and you make them feel like they're at home. So and really hot and bothered. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that also added bonus. I'm going to be talking about two. The first one is going to be love and comfort, sex and wondering if this could be our turn. And it's by Aqua Wolf Girl. Oh, so good. It is a one shot in her her twitter is aqua wolf girl and on tumblr it's the same it's aqua wolf girl.tumblr.com uh the tags for it are virginity loss college au uh tooth rotting smut and fluff and then my own tag that i added is ben make sure you pee after sex solo <laughs> <laughs> so it just really, it really jumped out at me. The content warnings are discussions of past partners, teasing over virginity status, heavy on the fluff, uh, for anyone who may mind that, and then uh, sexual health professional Ben Solo. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, so the, the summary so that uh, Aqua Wolf Girl has on here is that it was an anonymous prompt, which is Ben and Ray are in college and best friends and very much in love. They just don't realize it. Ray is tired of people making jokes about uh-huh. her being a virgin, so she asks men to help her out. My summary is these space idiots are idiots no matter what AU they're in. This much is obvious in Aqua Wolf Girl's love and comfort. They're clearly in love and it shows through their open and realistic handling of sex. Yes. Yes. Uh, so... Basically, it's a short, sweet fic. There are like I do want to stress that um, content warning about the uh, dialogue surrounding virginity. It really starts to get to her. And Ben really does try to be like, just ignore it. Like, it doesn't matter. 
<clears throat> None yeah, of it matters. It's not, it's not her own mental because she's like fine being a virgin. Yeah, it's she's her fine with friends. it. My favorite part about the fic is that is that Aqua Wolf, Wolf Girl. What does she reference? She references uh God, it's not Twitter. What's that anonymous one where like people are having sex in the fifth oh, floor yeah. library Yik, bathroom? Yik, or something Yik, like that. Yik, I don't which, even know. Like, brought me back to like four years ago when I used to work at a college library and I would like yik yak when I was doing 24 hour shift during finals week and be like, who's fucking in the private bathrooms? <laughs> So everyone was yik-yakking about poor Ree's virginity, and I was like, why are people so petty? That stuff got banned at my school. That's why I wanted to, like, add that content warning, because I guess I didn't realize it at the moment, but for me, that was something that I went with through in high school as a freshman. I was shamed because I was a virgin. Yeah, it's shitty. Are it's you like, and I was like, you were a baby. I was like, I remember being yeah. like, I remember being like, we're 14. Like... The point is that um, they she has no problem with it, but she is shamed. The people around her shame her for it. Ben thinks it's like absolutely stupid that she's getting shamed. Um, but it's evident through their interactions that they're in love with each other. Um, then she starts talking. Oh, you know, why don't we just do it together? And then they have more discussions on it. They both share about their like past. He knows that she is a virgin and that none of that matters to her but he still is like well i still want to tell you you know that i am not like i'm far from that so it's just that that is the tone that maintains throughout the rest of the one shot they have this like it, a lot of the things that sophia was saying earlier about how like there's this like positive aspect to being how like consent is what turns you on and like hearing that like communicating that i definitely picked up that in this one uh they really are very like open with each other and they communicate well, yeah and one of the things that ben does is he really asks her a ton of questions um he yeah. says you know like hey i really want to go down on you and she's like ew it's gonna gross you out because she's never had that experience before and he asks he says nothing that you could do will gross me out and he asks for complete yeah. clar clarification on what she wants before he has penetrative sex with her like is this hurt is this something do i need to slow down mm -hmm. what can i do to make you more comfortable do i need to stop are you and he stops literally yeah. like two times during the fic tell me that this is okay and she's just like i've uh -huh. taken off my shirt and he's like no i need to hear you say mm -hmm. no yeah Mm -hmm. so i actually have instead like they're kind of smut highlights because they, they happen while smut's going on but they're more highlights of like i guess like the consent mm -hmm. so the first one is <clears throat> do you want me to he asks again it feels good i promise this is when he's trying to convince her or not convince her he's trying to ask her you know do you want me to eat you out and she's confused because she's she's like oh i've, ne I've never done that and he's like do you want me to i promise it feels good and then she says maybe just touch me first and so then she asks after a moment and he nods. She jumps when she feels his hand move up her thigh, lar large and warm. With his fingers spread, it covers almost the entirety of her leg. And she shivers when he gets closer to where she's only she's touched. She experimented a bit back in high school, but it had felt dirty and forbidden. So she'd stopped to have someone else down there is incredibly nerve wracking. And she's sure Ben's going to have little crescent shaped marks in his shoulders for the next few days. Hey, he mutters. And she looks up at him. He moves to, to kiss at her neck, soft little kisses against her skin. It's okay. I'm going to take care of you. All right. Next one. So in that one, 
the reason I picked it is because he's constantly checking on her (laughs) and then he's telling her it's okay it's all right see and that's so hot for me yeah like your first time someone's like that is what's so hot I know we talked about that bar being set fucking low but it's it's important you know what I mean even in same-sex relationships like even though the bar might be set a little low it's important that we feel safe you know what I mean in our relationships and that preparation and that consideration is important yeah and he's definitely like you can tell he takes it seriously and he's confident in like the fact that he's like you know I just want you to know that I am like experienced and when it comes down to them deciding he's like personally I'd rather be someone that I know I can trust myself rather than some these guys that are trying to get at you by insulting you yeah so you can tell that he has like the knowledge and that's why he takes it through it like basically it's like he tells her beforehand i've done this so you're okay like i know what i'm doing and i'll help you through it and and uh the author really does set up aqua wolf wolf girl really sets up a background about like how you know it's only like what a chapter long but she really sets up like just even a few paragraphs make a big difference about them uh being friends and how ray is here for him when not a lot of other people are you know treat you right and I will continue to do so yeah. the entire yeah. time. Oh. Right. Yeah. And this is this is like we we were talking earlier about these the inversion of these porn tropes. Like this is like how you do like virgin porn. Like, I mean, granted, I'm have not read this, but like based on what you're telling me, like this is checking off a lot of boxes. It's like it's still hot and sexy, but it's still about like comfort and control and not about like ooh like you're untouched like there was this like terrible meme floating around facebook about a guy touching a a woman's vulva and it's like the narration was like you know his his, his, i'm sorry this is really bad he's like like his fingers like slid like through your clit or like down your your clit or something and found that there was no opening and he knew that you were untouched and he thought about all of the things that he could do to you and it's just like i think it might have been like men writing women is what i think it was i'm pretty sure it was no it was absolutely a man writing women (laughs) yeah that at all yeah it's also just like it's like wow like not only like are you fetishizing being you know quote unquote a virgin you don't know vaginal anatomy at all and it's just like yeah like let's do a tiny bit of research listen the trash always takes itself out (laughs) just like just watch porn it's not even that hard i know you're doing that on the weekend your dick isn't a knife and if it was that would be terrifying Sophia's like, I'm sorry. Oh Sophia's like, I'm sorry to this man, but this is wrong. I'm not, though. <laughs> no. Your dick's not a knife. So, yes, I really enjoyed this fic a lot, too. I thought it was really great. And I really enjoyed oh it. just how Aqua Wolf, Wolf Girl, like, really she just she just makes ben so tender and i I really i enjoy like pain train ben solo i enjoy kylo ren which we'll talk about later in another fic that i'm going to recommend but i love like soft dom ben god it's just so nice i just i think that's i actually want to read this one last line because i want to show how how far it goes Mm -hmm. she stares down at his cock flush flushed pink dark compared to the rest of his skin she's not exactly innocent she knows what they look like thanks to the internet but she hadn't expected the real thing to be so well big. She looks between him and her, wondering how the hell it was supposed to fit. 
He watches her, smiling softly. You don't have to do anything with it, he insists. I can go take a cold shower or something. That's what I highlighted real quick. But I want to, she replies. Oh her hand reaches out and she grabs it. She takes pleasure in a soft gap gasp she runs her thumb curiously over the skin marveling at its softness it was hard yeah but it wasn't as hard as she'd been expecting it to be she runs her thumb along the underside of it following the vein there and he moans and bucks his hips into her hand ray stop he warns not gonna last if you keep doing that she blinks up at him stopping her experimenting what you have no idea how turned on i am right now so either you make me come in your hand or i put on a condom and we do that whichever you'd prefer he ends so, like, they both, the fact that she, he says stop and she immediately stops as well. Aww. Like, they both have this respect for each other. And he's like, I don't care that we've gone this far. If you don't want to go any further, like, this is my thing to deal with, you know? Okay. So, now we're going to take a quick sec to talk about the fix that we have talked about in the past that have updated recently. Um, the first one that I want to talk about is Landscape with a Blur of Conquerors by Diasterisms. It just updated. Uh, We're at 66 chapters out of 68 now. We're getting like dangerously close to Sophia's guess, Sophia's bet of 69 chapters. I got a lot of money riding on this horse. I don't. I don't at all. I'm sorry. But like, like I... I still have faith that it's going to go over. I'm still sticking with my 72 guess. Although I could see Thea just like keeping like three just, chapters just together to make it 69. Just, just for the number. Just for the number. <laughs> just for funsies. <laughs> um, the other updates we have are Lemon Hot Mess by Pretty Girls and Isha Wren. That's now uh, two chapters out of question mark. And honestly, the second chapter was so fucking hot and it was so good. I just love Femme Kylo and Ray being super thirsty and awkward. It is amazing and adorable. And Lemon Hot Water being over and done with as well. Also, also worth your time. Yes. Yes. Lemon Hot Water. Um, and that one is a Pretty Girls solo project is now um, completed. Two out of two chapters. And that is the um, Raylux. That's a Raylux fic um, for all of those Raylux fic lovers out there like we are. I'm just going to say we love it. We ship all ships here. <laughs> one of my favorite things somebody said it to me and i i wish i could remember who because it's now one of my favorite things to say is that i'm raylo but also (laughs) multi-shipping trash until i die respect um (laughs) the other fix that we have are self-inserted by kylo trash forever that one is also now complete (laughs) i can just hear mariana going like yeah yeah kitty knows what type of porn you've been watching Oh my god. <laughs> what have we Mario, I've got some cat ears for you to wear later. <laughs> the, we just like leveled up. That's what we've become. The next level. Um, and then uh, Find My Nest of Salt, Everything's My Fault by Like a Dove, which was the companion fic to uh, to We Could Plant a House, We Could uh, we could build a tree. Wait, Keely, have you read that one? I feel like I saw you in some discussion on Twitter about that. You saw me? Yeah, I... Someone was in a text group, like, or was texting their friends, and I was like, why does this sound so familiar? What fic is this from? And it's because y'all have talked about it so much. 
That whole fic is from Ray's perspective, and so um, Find My Nest of Salt, Everything's My Fault is a companion fic, and that's all from Ben's perspective. It's shorter chapters, but um, you get to see like kind of what he was thinking while these other things are going on with Ray, and that's up to 16 chapters. And then... Because diastrisms like loves us because we love her and the smut juggernaut that she is. Uh, I will be the wolf is now completed at two out of two chapters. And if you haven't read it, like what the yes, fuck are you been doing so with your good. life? Yeah, it's so good. Go get your dark ray. Go read it. Yeah, they do. They do. Yes. Didn't she write that for us? Yes. So those oh, I'm sweating because she it's did so write hot. that for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She loves us because we love her. I know. So those are all the ones that have updated and, you know, as more fix update, we'll talk about them a little bit more. And I'm sure that we'll be talking about landscapes if it ever finishes. <laughs> we say that with love. We say yeah, that with love. No, so we do. We love it. It's just like, it's we like love the you, best Thea. hug. It's really the best hug. Yes. And like, landscapes is home for us, right? Like what I was talking yeah. about earlier really is home. It yes. really is home. You just jump right in. Are we still at the point in the story where we're kind of scared of what the next update is going to be? Or are we pretty sure it's going to start getting real sweet again? Yes. Okay. No, I think yes. I'm still nervous. I'm generally scared uh, every time it updates. Yeah, I think we're still nervous. I mean, Thea promised us a happy ending, but you know, you know. Like we have to suffer for it. Space idiots. Yes. Space idiots. Space idiots. I don't want to hurt you, but it's still on the list. What? what is it? Uh, the last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on the list. <laughs> All right. So the next and final fake consent thing that I'm going to be recommending is uh, I was really excited to read this one and Kay really liked it as well. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called- it makes me happy because it's also a T-rated fic. It's an epilogue to a T-rated fic, which we as a podcast don't recommend very often because this is the smut hut for a reason but we love satisfying our tea fic rated friends needs as yes, much as we can sure. so um it's the title is sex magic and like Kay said it is the epilogue to a four chapter like cute little fic about uh modern witch ray she lives next door she has a big crush on the dork next door basically he's like this like really she just has a huge crush on him and she she is like learning to be a witch and the number one rule is that you know you don't let anyone else outside of that world know she accidentally performs uh magic in front of ben and she doesn't know the connection between her her her, like magic professor or whatever her teacher and her neighbor she doesn't know the connection so that's where the chaos ensues so this is the uh, epilogue it's written by bazine apologist that is her who's also so much fun to follow on twitter 100 percent. bazine apologist is really great if yes you're she is for, like good meta and some silly like memes like that's where you go bazine apologist is great she really is and she's actually the reason why i got that that uh meme this morning because i was trying to find her tumblr so I like just looked up a xenopologist on Google like to see if I could find her t- Tumblr. And when I looked at the images, I got that picture of like Adam Driver with like the drawings of the different Ben oh AUs. <laughs> that's what yes, that's yes, where yes. that happened. I was yes, like, what? Right. It took me to Kate's Tumblr because Kate apparently brought did that. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, okay. shop challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. The tags here are witches, magic, sex, magic, fluff, and smut, established relationship, and domestic fluff. 
Bazine's uh, summary is, or Bazine apologist's summary is, with gentrification threatening to raise her rent, modern witch Ray Nima decides something must be done. With the help of her boyfriend slash neighbor, Kylo Ren, Ray decides to try her hand at sex magic. Kylo's not currently practicing magic, but the threat of a rent increase might just be enough to change that. There were some warnings, I believe, that you had. Let me see. Yeah, I really don't think there's a ton of, I mean, if you're uncomfortable with, uh, you know, non-Western religion, this is definitely talking about magic. Um, But there really isn't any sort of, like, there really isn't, like, there is nothing. He's... Kylo has a consent kink. The end. Yeah, he that's does. The only, I was going to bring like, that that's up. All you need to know. He gets off on Ray telling him exactly what she wants him to do, and it's such a good demonstration of that kink, but also consent within a relationship, which is nice because a lot of the fix that we're reading are people negotiating a new relationship versus this is an established relationship. Yeah. Yeah, this is the other fic that I was definitely thinking of whenever Sophia was talking about it earlier, about how there's that like um, that kink where you know that they they want like they're communicating with you and they're telling you what they want. But another thing that really struck me here and she verbalizes it as well is that it makes her feel empowered that it doesn't matter how much they've already done. He still is like every single time he's like, well, I need you to like tell me if this is okay because it could very well not be this time around well and one of those things that i love in a a, a top bottom dom sub dynamic is how cared for the person who is giving the consent in this case the bottom or the sub feels and that care is so important in that kind of dynamic and any sort of dynamic where maybe you are giving your partner leeway to do something to you that may push your boundaries and it's it's as someone who identifies as a top slash dom um there is something so fucking hot so hot about someone fucking trusting you like that sophia <laughs> i'm sorry so i like sorry. do you, uh, do you need a moment there <laughs> but yes there's something so hot about trust and that's 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 what bazine apologist really does here yeah, she does. is they in a way makes Ray the dom in this situation because much, Ray yeah. has the power like Ray's topping from the bottom in like the best kind of way like not as a bratty sub not as like a playful but just like I have the control and you're doing it to me and like it's hot it's so hot this news that you're a top has definitely uh shook me oh yeah <laughs> wow I, I've done a poll on my thing before no one I feel like some people get it and some people are like yeah I, I, I read that I read that there's I don't know I, there's something I love bossy women different between an online presence and then seeing you say like I'm a top I'm just like <laughs> Mari how did you feel about that whole like this like this like political dig about gentrification because like you made me laugh well, so hard. Well, let me just say that. So when Kay, like, started talking about them, she mentioned sex magic. And I was like, that the, that immediately caught my attention. But then she was, like, explaining how it's an episode about, like, how she's trying to fight gentrification. And I was like, how did you know my kink? <laughs> like, how did you know? <laughs> Mixing witch, witchcraft, like, the Wiccan world with, like, politics was mine. 
<laughs> I'm I'm learning that now. <laughs> That's what this one taught me where I was like, yes, you fight nice, those powers. And one of the nice things I think about this fic is that I don't know how you felt about it, Maria, but like I didn't read the four chapters before. Yeah, actually, when I because I wrote my own version of like the summary, but I had pretty mm-hmm. much already said it. But in that I wrote that basically it stands. I think I wrote it. Yeah, it works. The, while this works as a one shot, it is actually an epilogue. Well, yeah, it but, it's, but it stands alone really well. Like Bazine's yeah. really good about getting you as maybe an E-rated like person who's like, I really like Dom Ray. I really like Consent Fix. Like they really go the extra mile to make this a very accessible epilogue that I, I feel like a lot of epilogues don't always do that because you need to know all the backstory to get all the inside jokes. Yep. And I didn't get yeah. any. They got, they got me used to the fact that I know that Ben is a non-practicing Wiccan or a witch or a wizard. I don't know what he prefers to be called in the fic. I'm sorry. Um, And he, you know, is non-practicing because he's so powerful and he fucked up once upon a time. I don't know what he fucked up about it, but Luke's not happy with him and how he's working on his relationship with his family because it's important to Ray. And that just like to me, it's so nice to read something that gives me all of those details just scattered within. It's just it's just you know, indicator of good writing, you know? Absolutely. I actually think that, that she does that really masterfully, in my opinion, because, like, I had no idea that it was part of, like, for anything yeah. until I get to the bottom and she mentions that and I was like, wait, what? Like, this didn't feel like an epilogue at all. She was able to catch up casually. So it's yes. like, you know, she does it and it doesn't seem repetitive to the person that already read the four chapters because they're coming to a close. They're, like, getting that little summary. She just does it so well. And that's the kind of stuff that really pulls me in and keeps me in. Like when I found out that it was actually an epilogue, it made me like it even more because I was like, wow, you know, the the fact that she was able to pull that off Mm -hmm. and communicate so much, communicate so much about like, I just, she does so like, so good at, at weaving in like stuff, like mentioning the whole gentrification thing and trying to find like their own way of solving it. I really resonated with that. I feel like that it's really like, well, it's just, it really resonated, I feel like, with our, like, she's speaking to the generation that's trying to find different mm-hmm. ways of, like, getting around this. And there's a huge wave. I don't know if it's just because I'm coming into it now, but I feel mm-hmm. like there's a, this huge wave, wave of, like, or, like, a rise or, like, a liberation of people well, who are practicing modern witchcraft. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, so, like, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's the Wiccan stuff that's been around for a little bit, but it's for like a lot of people of color, like myself personally. Oh yeah. Um, as, as both a woman and as, as an Afro-Latin person, it's like, you realize how Christianity has failed your demographic in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, it was about reconnecting with the faith of my ancestors it's like well what you know what was the spirituality like who were the you know the the godly beings that we leaned on for guidance before we were stolen from west africa right and that led me to learn more about uh ifa and like the orishas and, and things like that um and so i think i think for people who aren't men and especially for people who aren't men who are also people of color um it's about reclaiming a lot of that history that got either erased or whitewashed yeah or threatened away from us um and yeah so i i totally see how that could be uh resonant as you were saying um and like yeah there there has been 
there has been, I think, a resurgence of embracing earlier faiths and uh, non-Abrahamic faiths. Yeah. And I think that's that's cool. Well, actually, I think that you worded it so eloquently because that's kind of like that's exactly the point. Like, I guess that's where I was trying to head with it, but I'm not very I'm not as Mm -hmm. eloquent at it as you in that they're like reconnecting with that. I totally resonate with that. I like that's why I guess because that's actually what I've been going through this year personally, where I've been reconnecting with like the original stuff that was like my ancestral connecting with my ancestors before it was basically conquered. Yeah wiped away but anyway so that element of it is really great i it just like that mixed with like her feeling so empowered it felt to me that like for her the there was like an added layer of like being in this relationship where she holds so much power added to like her strength and her ability to like to be practicing and performing these rituals do you have a consent smut highlight Yes, I do. Yes. So I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. During her first time in foster care, no one had ever really asked Ray what she wanted or checked in to see if things were going okay. Sure, she had met with her caseworker per- periodically, but for all the woman's good intentions, she didn't really have the time or resources to take a true inventory of Ray's physical and mental well-being. So by the time she had met Kylo, Ray had already had a lifetime's worth of people telling her what she needed and what was best. But being with Kylo was different. When they were together, he was constantly checking in and checking up on Ray, not in a clingy way. Outside of the bedroom, he gave her a respectable amount of space. But when they were intimate, Kylo made it his mission to constantly make sure she was comfortable and enjoying herself. It was almost a kink the way he got off on all her yeses and mores and this ways, but that was fine. Perfect, actually, because Ray got off on it, too. He was moving further down her body now, and Ray looked down to see his long, beautiful face hovering above her. Can I eat you out? He asked her, like he didn't already know the answer. But what if he didn't? What if she had changed her mind and she didn't want to, not, to go any further than it already had? Ray loved feeling like Kylo would respect that, respect her. He probably wouldn't even show his disappointment. So preoccupied was he with making her feel comfortable and not pressured into anything, and Ray tried to return that favor. She nodded to overcome in the moment for words, but Kylo hesitated, like she knew he would. Sometimes a nod was sufficient, but she knew he preferred her to to answer verbally. Yes, she got out around the lump in her throat. He went to it immediately, flooding her with another level of arousal and and anticipation. Through her pleasured haze, Ray thought about the words she had written on her invocation parchment on New Year's Eve. Number six, great sex with a partner who cares about my pleasure. I.e. likes giving oral. The goddess had provided. Holy fuck had the goddess provided. Canon is canon. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is swoon-worthy. I mean, this, this, this soft dom Ben is just like legit. He is not kidding. He is not kidding no. at all. No. Whew. And by the end of it, you see how she was kind of had this undercurrent of a message that like, she had already gotten what she asked for once and that she was going to get it again, just not in the form or like necessarily the way that she thought it would. At the end, it kind of just hits you like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, wow. She really did provide oh, for yeah, her. She oh, did. Cool. Yeah, she did. 
That is a hot fic, and I thank you so much, Bazine Apologist. It's it's I've we've chatted a couple times on Twitter, and you are not you're not kidding. You go hard on this consent, and I am so glad that we had someone who had like legit consent kink who wrote it as an author as legit consent kink, and that just makes me happy. I said I know what I'm reading tonight. <laughs> we've given you a to be read list a mile long. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. This entire show has done that. The entirety of it. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to be quick because, you know, we've this is a pretty long episode, but we're having a good time. Uh, you know, sometimes the Dom goes last, so I don't mind. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to do a quick, uh, run through of three fix. Actually, my first one is up an inch down an inch by newer constellations, Twitter, C O N S T E L L A one. It's like not with the T I O N S. Um, and so this is an ABO, which we have not talked about because consent and ABO is real tough. I feel like, um, consent and ABO can be kind of controversial because, Technically, in EBO, your body is telling you whether or not you want to do something or not. Could you imagine being trapped? I mean, the idea is, is that built in with ABO is your like scent gland. So you would only smell people who smell, smell good to people who are you're attracted to. But that doesn't know. I feel like in IRL, that would not work that same way. Right. And even in ABO fix, it doesn't work that same way because we have a lot of like Ray being an Omega not being interested in Ben, who's an alpha. But her scent glands and her body says you need to be interested in because he's your your alpha. So our tags are ABO, come eating, which we all are a big fan of here on this one. Mutual masturbation. I love that. Ray bows down to no man and praise kink. Okay. I mean, you know, praise kink and ABO, they go like together. They're like peanut butter and jelly in all forms. Our content warning is, uh, okay. So the only content warning I would say is there's mild jealousy. So I don't know if that's kind of your, if you're not really into Ray being jealous or Kylo being jealous, we do have some mild jealousy. There's possessiveness. Um, and a lot of those have to do with the ABO hormones. Uh, Ray does not take being turned down. Well, I would say that her consent, she has to really like work her brain around in order to, you know, get comfortable in this case. Um, at one point, she asked Kylo for sex and Kylo's like, I'm just not your alpha dick, so I'm not going to sleep with you unless we're in a relationship and you're willing to be thinking about being my mate. And uh, Kylo says that and Ray's like, alpha, just fuck me. And, she, and he's just like, I, I, I laid this down for you. And she's all upset and she gets really mad and she storms out of the house. And she comes back and she thinks and thinks about it, you know, now that her hormones have calmed down and says, you know, you're right. You're right. I. That was really unacceptable of me and I apologize. And so she doesn't take being turned down well, but she comes back like with us, this, this knowledge that yes, she's willing to, she's willing and able to take a step back and come back to them. And then I don't know if this is a, this is a content warning for other people, but for me it is, uh, is that Ray doesn't believe in science like at all. Like she doesn't believe in like, like Western medicine. So she doesn't believe in vaccines. She doesn't believe in heat suppression. I know Sophia's making me a funny face, but that being said, it's, it's a plot device. So I was able to like work past that and really enjoy the fic for that case. Okay. This also is in first person. So it, I know there's a lot of deep feelings about first person, which can be kind of tough, but I was able to really get into it once I was getting really into the consent because Newer Constellations is so good about writing this like sexy Ray asking for what she wants. So I really enjoy that. So um, 
Omega instructor Ray has always been the master of her domain at Rebel Bell Bar and wouldn't dream of dating an alpha. When her new neighbors at Supremacy Boot Camp start ruining her classes with their terrible music, she storms over to give them a piece of her mind. Ray challenges the ex-Marine owner, Ben Solo, to a plank off where, you know, you put your forearms on the floor and your toes are flat, like almost like a push-up. And they spark an unusual connection, a.k.a. her hormones get triggered and she wants to fuck him. (laughs) She bitten off more than she can chew with with the gentle giant alpha and the warm, sad eyes. Um, So it's it's great. It's really fun. Um, one of the things that I thought were really that was really fun with the way that um, newer constellation plays with this ABO trope. Part of what is so so interesting about this whole like I don't believe in Western medicine, I don't believe in suppressants, is she goes to this like non-Western practitioner who's Ma- Maz. And so Maz teaches her through uh, you know essential oils, through different types of teas and like natural herbs as ways to like control her body in a way that's, medicine. yeah, alternative medicine um, in a more empowering way than say Western medicine may do. So she gives her tea so that she can have soft heats. So she has these heats that she schedules by drinking this tea, like the way you would birth control. And uh, Ray's able to stay home and have a less intense shorter heat that she can she can satisfy herself and so one of the great things that newer constellation does is that the author gives ray the power to satisfy her own heats so that when her and ben solo smell each other and trigger a fucking rut and heat together when they're doing like a, a fight like what is it they're i think they're in like a like a challenge it's like a boot camp challenge and so ray rides on uh, kylo's back and it triggers his rut and it also triggers her heat so they're like right like this the consent comes in when ray says i've done this before i know how to give myself 10 minutes of normal Ray. A normal Ray says, I don't date alphas. I don't want to fuck anyone who might take over me. I am not my designation. And so when she meets Kylo and Kylo starts taking her classes as a way to get close to her, she's like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And he really says, okay, I understand that, but your bar classes are really fulfilling me in a certain way like physically as an athlete. So I, I might still take your classes because you are more fulfilling me (laughs) you're more you're more what's not the word challenging what's the word like you're uh you're you're challenging me in ways that other instructors haven't so i appreciate your dedication to your craft and so they end up liking each other more and more and they end up flirting more and she realizes he's not like other alphas which I'm making finger quotes in the air. So many finger quotes right now. <laughs> and she ends up like falling for him. And she's like, fuck, what do I do? And she's talking to Maz. Maz also uh, acts as her like confidant and her therapist, as well as her non, her alternative medicine practitioner. And she tells Rose, like, I like this alpha. What do I do? Should I start dating him? And Rose is like, if you like him. And she says, yes, I'm going to start dating him. And that's right before her uh, her heat begins and his rep begins. So they go home and they're just like, she's like, I need you to fuck me. And <laughs> and, and Kylo's like, hell no. And here's here's the smut highlight. OK. Alpha, open the door. 
Take me, baby, please. We both want this. No, Ray, you're going to hold it against me. No consent. No way. I won't. I promise I won't. Pinky promise. Just fuck me until it's all better, Alpha. Something heavy and hard shakes the door and I jump back. I think it's his head. I can't. It's not you. Talking right now. He punctuates each word with a thump against the door. I get mad again. Get out of my fucking bathroom. I need to pee. Come out. Go pee in the sink. I'm furious. The hormones rage again. This is my house. I will not. Just because my alpha is too much of a coward to give me his not. More growling and frustrated sounds. Things kicking around inside. Good. He's doing this to both of us. I pant and my hormone scrambled brain tries to think about what to do. The ache in my core is growing painful. I lower my voice, sticky and sweet. You know what I do in there? I shower naked. I touch myself, wash with my f- wash my firm body. Everything smells like me in there. There's towels, my dirty clothes. You're surrounded. Just breathe it in. In a few minutes, you'll open the door, Alpha. Quiet. I can taste his pheromones kick up as they waft out to me throughout the ga- through the gap under the door. Then I hear a switch and the exhaust fan turns on. I roar, solo, damn it, open this door. Ray, I can't, baby, not like this. I only do consent and you're in heat and I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm not gonna fuck this up, not when I love... He stops himself as I cut him off. I want you to fuck me up, you asshole alpha. I kick the door three times. Then I grunt and slide down to the floor and put my head in my hands. My core throbs and I have to breathe through the wave of need. I hear him plop down on the other side. A gush of slick escapes into my leggings and I moan as the ache takes hold. It hurts, I say. And he groans. I know, baby. I'm sorry. I turn my back to lean against the door. He's only a few inches away. I see the bathroom light filter out from beneath the door. There's a one inch space. It isn't airtight. If he won't come out, then I'm going to come for him. Literally. Omega will get shit what she wants. Time for some chemical warfare. She literally puts her hands down her pants and puts her fucking slick soak fingers underneath the door so that he will like, you know. He's so overwhelmed by his red, he'll open the door. Ben has so much, like, he has so much restraint. He essentially is able to stop himself from opening the door, and they both masturbate, and they both have a moment to breathe, and Maz has taught Ray to essentially fist herself, like, pretend that she has a knot with her own hand so that she can come out and think about it. And the consent in here is just so much fun. It's just so good. And I recommend you read it. It's it's great, and it's it's serious. You've never... You, you can do it. I know Sophia's trying to fist herself. You can do it. It's not that hard. I don't know. Yeah, you could. And, and I mean, I'm gonna... She seems like an awkward angle. <laughs> Sophia! See, I love... I love ABO so much because I can relate to being the horny little monster of an Omega. (laughs) Which is just terrible and hilarious because I hear just the dialogue and that makes me want to cry laughing. It's really funny. One of the the things that I love the most about it is just how funny, how funny Up and Itch Down Engine is. It's just, it's just, you can tell that newer constellations had a good time doing it um the next one i'm going to talk about is a lot more uh dom sub like heavy um it's bedroom hymns by and i you've read this one right keely yes i have this is my it's one of my favorites (laughs) uh bedroom hymns by dr nucleus uh they're dr nucleus on twitter as well as tumblr and ao3 
Uh, the tags are a healthy depiction of Dom sub relationship, which I will 100% high five on that. Responsible kink is my kink. Uh, the content warnings are for anyone who is not into Dom sub relationships. You just should just not read it. Pain train. Oh my God. So much angst is what I wrote. Uh, there is some potential Ben Solo phasma that never goes anywhere. There's anal kink, pain kink, and just kink in general. If you are not a kinky person and you don't want to read anal play or anything or pegging, this is not the place to go. Uh, summary. For much of his life, hotshot architect Ben Solo lived a life full of privilege and entitlement. Son of a senator and admiral, the world was his oyster. He slid easily into the alpha male persona that was expected of him, yet running his own architecture firm by his late 20s, he'd never expected to be saddled with the control behind every single decision. And underneath that facade lay a man yearning to lay it all down in front of a powerful woman. I'm just going to sigh right here. What happens when he <laughs> uncovers that side of himself that leads him to write to Ray Erso, a psychologist and a dom who decides to help him navigate the world of dominance and submission in the local scene. That is until they find they're more compatible with one another than either of them had previously thought. So this plays with my favorite trope, which is Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren is looks like an alpha but is actually an omega or looks like a dom and is actually a sub that's my favorite in my head he's always a fucking sub <laughs> bottom bin yes, and so, best bin yes and so ray thinks he is a dom and she's just like oh we're talking dom talk like i'm gonna help a new dom get into this scene and then she finds out that he's a sub and she's mad at him and so this is another one of my favorite plays on ray which is ray as a person like just ray is like a mess ray is someone who has like this crafted personality um in front of people and then uh as as time goes on becomes less you know put together so awesome tastic i love this fucking fic uh my smut highlight is not even a sexy part it's just really as someone who has played in the dom sub scene uh and done her research and oh my god dr nucleus can give you a listing like 12 pages long about how much research she's done. So if you like the the like foreplay, if you if you wanted 50 shades of gray to be more accurate, you need to read bedroom hymns. That's what I have to say because it is so researched and so well crafted. So my smut highlight. Phasma smirked and leaned forward as she was about to let him in on some great secret. Ben, tell me, let me tell you a great thing about your dynamic with her. As a submissive, you hold more power than you know. A bit of well-placed defiance can ship the relationship in any direction you want. A dominant is not a dominant in a scene without a submissive who gives them their submission, wholly and completely. By revoking it, even in part, you communicate that there's something amiss in the way the dominant has done or is doing that must be rectified. Maybe she isn't strict enough and you'd prefer more punishment. Or maybe she isn't emotionally available and rather she was. These tensions outside of the playroom manifest within and can be quite cathartic to work through them within the structure of a play scene. The aftercare is where the open and honest communication must be to iron out what the scene could not do. To get to the root of such defiance, do you know how much power you have over everything? With one word, you can continue the scene or end it completely for the night. The DS dynamic is a subtle balance of power, a duality in which there is a power and submission just as much as there's absolute devotion and dominance. And I just, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, Keely, what do you got to say? The sex scene after that conversation. 
Oh, like, yeah. is that your favorite one? Because it's my favorite. You know, it was really hard. I was gonna bring that up. I did not know that was your smut highlight. It was. It was really hard for me to choose because, in my case, uh, I really enjoyed how Doctor Nucleus just hardcore just laid it out there for me this was this was foreplay in forms does that make sense like like all the forms that kylo like fills out like in those first like seven eight nine ten chapters was foreplay for me and so i chose this which is not a smut highlight because i really felt it distilled what is so hot about the situation is it's not it's kylo really and ben giving up his entire like thought process as like this quote-unquote dom male to this woman you know absolutely did you read okay so she has the other it's listed kind of i think it's an uh i don't know what the word is not excerpt but uh like a separate story that has the lists of all of the forms they filled out have you looked at all that yeah yeah she sent them all to me so i could i could double check them yeah this is my first like dom sub uh fic that I had read and I was a Fifty Shades of Grey fan oh, yeah. until I read this. Yeah, this, is, this is really what it is and it is a lot of communication and sometimes to, to some people that's not hot. I get it. Like it's it's the great part about fic is that you don't need all of this communication. But this was a really this was a really specific and healthy version of Dom Sub. And I will say that this doesn't a lot of people who get involved in the community and get involved in the lifestyle don't go this far. And I would say that if you're a potential sub who wants to get involved, you need to be really, really a strong person inside to be able to realize what you trust your dom to do and what you don't and things you need to do to protect yourself so that you're not getting taken advantage of okay i'm gonna move on to our last one which is persimmons bring kylo back has anyone read this one so I am in a new group chat with persimmone who fucking she oh my god She's one kinky author, and I really appreciate it because I'm a kinky bitch. And so um, Persimone is Persimone on AO3, Persimone666 on Twitter, and the author's Tumblr is also Persimone. Uh, the summary for this one is an original prompt from Raylo Hardkinks, Tumblr.com, which if you're not following Raylo Hardkinks on Tumblr, I think they may even have a Twitter as well. You're missing out. <laughs> Ben and Ray are, are happy and in love and have a sweet, tender, and vanilla sex life. Ray senses he secretly wants to go kinkier and darker, but feels guilty about it and doesn't want to scare or hurt Ray. Ray's into it and decides to surprise him with some role play and our outfits and toys to encourage him to go for it. Cue hard fucking by Kylo Ren, followed by loving aftercare by a grateful and relieved Ben Solo. There is nothing hotter. There is nothing hotter than the idea of Ben Solo, Kylo Ren being like split and like Ben Solo, Ben Solo being the like soft dom and Kylo Ren being the hard dom. That's hot to me. Um, And so I would say the tags that you might be aware of. There's nipple play, shaving, which got me real, real flushed. Anal play, caning, uh, although I think they're still working on when when that's going to come in. Boot worship, chastity devices. Uh, This is not this is not your average kink kinky shit (laughs) Uh, content warnings there is heavy dom sub dynamics like ray ray kind of goes the extra mile and sort of manipulates uh ben into bringing kylo out uh by 
orchestrating a capture and having these cuffs that she can't, the binders that she can't get rid of. And technically she probably could with the force, but she's using it as a way to um, kind of like prompt Ben to bring Kylo back into this, this sexual uh, play. And the backstory is, is that, you know, Kylo Ren was tried for his crimes and the resistance ended up giving him some sort of collar that dampened his force abilities. And so those those dampened force abilities mean that uh, Ben and Ray can't connect the same way they used to. And so a lot of his aggression that he has that he has relied on has been just dampened. And so he misses that to a certain extent and Ray can sense it. And so. There's a hard kink prompt, so be prepared for just like hard kinks. I am like legitimately serious. There is, there are nipple play with um, DIY devices. Uh, the shaving is like technically non-consensual in that Ray did not say, I want you to shave me. He, she, she listed out her hard kinks and then like her hard nose and then Kylo comes in and says, I'm going to shave you because that's something I want to do. And Ray has completely control. She can say her safe word, which is uh, Jakku when she wants to stop. And Ben when she wants to end the scene. When she's like, I'm done. This has gone past what I'm comfortable with. Ben and Ben. Kylo Ren will turn back into Ben. And uh, Ooh, it's like a Jacqueline Hyde. Oh, yeah. Deal. It's, it's Ooh. so Ooh. cut. And Simone is really good at telling you in the notes what's happening in the fix. So if you do want to just skip around, it works that way. Um, my smut highlight is this. Please, please stop that, exclaimed Ray. Kylo stopped immediately, suddenly very worried. I'm sorry, should I fetch some ice? He literally just put a. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, clothes pins. Cause he went down into the he went down into the laundry room, and that's the part of what my favorite part is about this fic is that you have Ben, who's like, I've kind of played with myself, kind of kinky, and I really want to do it with Ray, so I'm gonna try all the things that I tried on myself because I know that they're safe and that they're comfortable. And so now I gotta sneak down down to the laundry room so I can get two belts and some uh, clothes pins. And he's like sneaking in them like with his whole like arms full of shit. I just you should just see oh me right God. now. And he's like, I hope Ray doesn't see me. And then Ray walks in and he's like, you weren't supposed to be here. So it's like this really awkward Ben and this like really confident Kylo, which just to me is so endearing. <laughs> and this is canonverse yes, is what you said with the force. Yes, yes. I did not expect that. When you said the collar thing, I'm like, oh. Face closed. Yes, yeah, face. I mean, you got to hang your laundry sometimes. You got delicates. All right. So I'll start again. Okay. Please, please stop that, exclaimed Ray. Kylo stopped immediately, suddenly very worried. I'm sorry, should I fetch some ice? No, cried Ray. I I don't really want you to stop. Kylo casually caressed her soaked pussy as she blushed again, ashamed. Maybe just telling me to stop isn't really working? We should think about another signal to truly stop me, he suggests. I know that some people choose a random word. What do you think about that? Ray nodded, thinking briefly about something that she couldn't mistakenly utter during sex. Jakku? Very clever, Ray. Very clever, he answered, playing with the clothespins on her labia. He tugged at them a handful of times, and he finally pushed them apart against her body, opening her up like a ripe fruit. Ray couldn't help moaning. The cool air against her engorged clit caused her skin to erupt in goosebumps. Kylo was looking at her jutting clit like a man about to die of dehydration would look at a fresh spring. Force, cried Ray while he was started lapping and sucking at her hard nub. She couldn't help 
felt moving her hips in tandem with his tongue, all their foreplay, shaving included, made her incredibly wet. So she was already about to come when Kylo stopped eating her altogether and got up. She whined in frustration. Easy there. You'll come when I finish with you. He announced, opening his fly, taking out his hard cock in his hand. Then he proceeded to spread her pussy again with his left hand while the other one guided his cock between her silk folds. So there's a lot of like forced orgasm in here too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not wait, kidding when I say. Wait, he put the clothespins where? On her labia. Have you not watched enough uh, bondage porn? I... Oh, the lady? Apparently not. Okay, okay. Close things hurts. No, that's legit. No, I... Either, no, it's. I just honestly, I've never. I I because I close pins. I just immediately thought, oh, nipples, and then when you said labia, I was like, wait. Well, and the great part is in this this part right where I'm talking about. He's. It's funny because <laughs> Kylo's still like Ben on the inside, right? Yeah. So Ben's, you know, probably put clothespins on his his scrotum, right, and enjoyed it. So he thought maybe that Ray would enjoy it as well, and she has hair there. And so the clothespins got caught on her hair and it hurt while he removed it. Yeah. It felt good while it was, you know, attached to her so skin. And so it. he was like, OK, well, I'm going to shave you. And so he said, you know, what's you know, what's the safe word? You know what to do to get me out of this is say, Ben, I'm going to shave you until you say no. And so he shaved her. She was really into it. And then he clamped these clothespins on and she was all about it. And there's a couple of times where she says this hurts, but does it feel good? And she's like on that, like that, like pain pleasure cusp so this is this is i'm telling you it is not kidding it is a hard kinks prompt how do you disinfect clothes pens i'm not you probably asking. just throw them away you probably just throw them away and get new ones i'm asking for a friend oh you're asking for <laughs> no. a friend <laughs> just throw them away you just buy new yeah. ones they're 95 cents a piece you're fine you're fine just throw them away and get new ones <laughs> so yeah hashtag like the plastic ones because then you can bleach them for simone has uh definitely <sighs> Research this highly. <laughs> Get in touch with us on Kofi, Twitter, and Tumblr at Smut Hut Podcast. Thanks to our editors, Blow Job of the Hut and Boss Nasty. Opening and closing music by Ramses B on SoundCloud. May the force be with you, friends. Ruffle is like putting on a bathing suit that's still wet. Congenial moisture <laughs> is Kylo Ren wiping seawater from Octo off of his delicious and plump lips. This okay, is this very is... different types of moisture. And my favorite fart, the part, fart, oh my god. The, <laughs> fart. the fart, for short. Favorite part, fart. <laughs> hey.